The views expressed on the previous programs are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast Group, its staff, advertisers, well, and agencies. When that fake Barry jackass is just looked up to a frenzy today. Keep it coming, Barry. You're listening Barry, to Sports Radio 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. By the way, Fat Chris is back today with us. No. Yes. Oh, yeah, we're going to make no. stuff up? Cross your fingers. You said make stuff up. I did say make stuff up. Are you ready? Oh, that Joe Bell's a hell of a guy. You ready? This may or may not work, all right? Give it a shot. He's on the prowl. It didn't work. What the hell is that? Let's, uh... Gotcha. Sounds like a big open to me. Yeah, that's a big O. He's on the prowl. Yeah, well... There you go. That's as close as you're going to get to an open. Okay, today. well, that's, it's an open for somebody. Get a yeah. life. Oh! Yeah. This is a story about gifts and quick tickets and what to do. Christmas is over and you know you have a few. Your cash flow sucks and me. I wish you'd have seen that show, that uh, Deal or No Deal. Are you there? What the hell just happened? Oh, boy. I'm here. I had to go get somebody. Well, what the hell does that mean? You're here. I just oh, had to go get someone. Get used to it. Oh, my God. I'm sitting here wondering, are we on the air? I should have started throwing a few F-bombs in there. Should have. What kind of chazerai is this? The show just starts, and right away he's running around doing what? I had Doing to go get some engineers so that we can play the commercials when they come up because the audio vault is the wrong color. And if it played the big O open, then I don't know what it's going to play the next time I fire oh, it. Oh, just relax. What are, you, what are you getting so concerned all of a oh, sudden? Oh, you're right. Very Mr. I don't give a crap. I should not. Well, stop. <gasps> I had to go get an engineer. I got two. Yeah, you got two? I got a pair. That's what I heard. So, uh, fake Barry Jackass, who's just all over my ass all this morning. He's just, just loaded with stuff. Mostly about Bubba. Hey, Bubba. You redneck. Hey, Bubba. Uh, Barry says, Big Dog's been talking about giving a lady and her fatherless son BCS championship tickets for two hours. Ponderous. Tuned into Bubba on Rock 93. He has Tucker Carlson on. And then he says, Oi. Oi is right, Barry. Whoever you are. Neil at neilrogers.com for all your um, crap on the emails. Because if you're waiting for phone calls, take a deep breath right now and then exhale. <sighs> and that's it. Because there aren't going to be very many on this show in the next five years. You know what I mean by that? No. What? The next five years, if you hear a call on this show, it'll be very, very rare. 
Okay. Fart into your radio and inhale deeply and smell the aroma and say, oh, wow, what a day this was. It'll be a special day. Just like it's a special day every day for the people in Gaza. Israeli tanks and helicopter gunships went blazing into towns across the Gaza Strip today, attacking Hamas targets and searching for its leaders as the war death toll approached 600. Troops fought Islamist militants around the back alleys of Gaza's main city in the heaviest fighting of the 11-day-old offensive to halt rocket attacks on Israel. Hamas made its deepest rocket strike yet in Israel. One airstrike by the Israelis killed 12 people, including seven children from the same family in Gaza City. Israeli strikes also hit two U.N.-run schools, one crowded with refugees, killing at least five Palestinians, medics and U.N. officials said. Two people were killed when an artillery shell slammed into a school in Khan Yunus, and three people were killed in an airstrike on a school in the Shati refugee camp in Gaza City. Well, it just goes on. The Arabs and the Jews, the Jews and the Arabs, they're killing. And, of course, the Arabs have got the pea shooters, and the Israelis got the Unabamba Grande. <clears throat> it's kind of like the cowboys and the Indians. Defoe would have been good in the old Wild West, don't you think? Yep. He was a real... Engine killer? That stuff we got yesterday about the um, payout on the slots at, uh, at Hard Rock and the Indian casinos, that was the most bogus information, that one call. And there, there's another example of a call. Well, you can't complain about the calls on this radio station. We don't have any. I mean, there actually are voices on the phone, but they're not real callers. They're just cranks and chronics and lifeless idiots. And if Joe Bell really thinks that I'm going to subject myself ever again to what I went through here yesterday for four hours, you're a crazy fat person. You're not just a fat jerk, which we already know you are. You're a crazy fat jerk. And this business about, oh, you've been ripping management for years. Well, you know, that's true because most of them are idiots with a couple of exceptions. But never, ever on this scale. There is nobody, nobody I've ever worked for who's even in the same league with this Fat-ass goofball. Ho, ho, ho! There goes Neil again! Ho, ho! Yeah, get out of my life, Joe Bell. Write a check. Write a big, fat check, and I'll go away, and then we can both yeah, right. go. What? Well, that's not no, they, no, They're not doing that, what they're doing. Like you said this morning, they're trying to destroy the show piece by piece by attrition. Mm -hmm. Just like the audience is vanishing on all AM radio by attrition. On all, on all terrestrial radio, all radio, period. By the way, that serious stock's holding steady at 13 cents. Anybody want some? No, Come on. no. Dollar a holler. <clears throat> now, here's Barry Jackett. Let me give the poll result from yesterday, because I don't want to get too deeply into all this radio stuff. The audience likes radio stuff, though. Yeah, they do. They don't like radio, but they like radio stuff, you know, inside Hazarai. A thousand and three votes on yesterday's poll. That's pretty uh, impressive, even though they get seven million votes on their polls daily across the street, whichever station might be across the street. Here's the poll from yesterday, and it wasn't all that exciting either, I didn't think. Did you think it was exciting? No, not really. <clears throat> no. Which utility company or service provider do you hate the most? With all respect to Charlie B., I mean, Charlie's had better polls than that. But it was okay. About a thousand three votes. Credit card, 226. Cable TV, 223. Every time a pigeon farts, somebody's cable goes out somewhere. Electric power, 194. Cell phone, 83. Land phone, 58. Bank, 51. And as a little uh, follow-up to my story yesterday about my bank and my 13 phone calls that I had to make in the last four weeks. About yeah. the, my, well, the 14th yesterday. All right. Go to use my ATM card again yesterday for a certain amount of woodbine. No, no dice. So I used a smaller, it wouldn't, it wouldn't cough up a dime. 
<clears throat> and I get home last night, and I made the same call I've made 13 previous times. I guess 13 was an unlucky number because 14 followed. And at least this broad was honest. She said, well, I can't guarantee it won't happen again. So I, I said to her, so in other words, you have no control over your computers or over... No. No. She was from fraud protection. Frog protection? Yeah. Frog protection. That's what you need in South Florida. <laughs> this time of the year, you need frog protection. Anyway, Bank 51, they absolutely suck. And, and I didn't even mention about how they hold your checks for days and weeks and months. And, of course, your check clears usually within one or two days, no matter where it comes from. Because mm -hmm. it's all done electronically now. Am I right? Yep. How, how, would you, how would you like to be in the business of holding other people's oh. money? Then you can make okay. interest on it while they sure. sit around and wait for right. it to uh, supposedly queer, clear. Great scam. Bank 51, Internet Provider 45, Satellite TV 34, Postal Service 33, Garbage Pickup 14, Gas 12, Water 12, Satellite Radio 8, Landscaping 6, Pool Cleaning 4 out of 1,003 votes. That's the final tally on yesterday's fine Charlie B. Pool. So Barry Jackass says Bubba fans are pissed off. And then a little bit later, we got uh, Bubba's responding. Let's do a whole thing about the Bubba show. Let's not listen to it. Let's just do a thing <laughs> okay, about it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I mean, he's not on now anyway, but he was on this morning. I wonder if he peed on my leg again. I didn't feel any moisture. No? Was it warm? yesterday we had a few spy reports. Not all that many, which means either he don't have many people listening or we don't, or both. Hey, it was the first day. I'm sure there'll be, like, all these spy reports next week. About what? About everything. About him peeing on my leg? Sure. I don't need him peeing on my leg. Heard it was cold up there. It is. Oh, look at this. Here's one from the fake Stan Major. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fake Stan Major sends me an article that everybody's read a million times. Dolphin sale could change everything. Yeah, we know. And I don't care. Not interested in the dolphins. George and Neil, Dan Mitchell, an economist at the Cato Institute of D.C. Think Tank, will be in Miami Wednesday through Friday attending a speaking tour on the bailout. Woo While he's in Miami, would you be interested in having him on your show to discuss how national economic <laughs> movements affect the Miami area? No. <laughs> signed, Izzy, San San Izzy Santa. <laughs> have been signed, Izzy, Izzy Santa. Izzy Jesus. <clears throat> Izzy an a-hole. From the Cato Institute. Very funny. No, we don't do guests, okay? We don't do boring, ponderous guests. Anyway, so Barry says, those who are excited about Bubba the Love Sponge returning to Sirius XM for... And, and by the way, before I read this, I just want to send a message to Joe Bell and Clarence and Joyce. See, one thing you haven't learned about me is I'm a survivor. And you can pull out all the tricks, all the stops. You can do everything in your power to devastate this show. And we'll just keep showing up here as long as we want to. For five years. Am I right? Sure, until you, uh, you know, get fed up. As long as out. the checks keep coming, we'll keep coming back, regardless of anything else you try to do. And I'm sure that Anita's waiting in the wings to do middays, but nevertheless, or do whatever she's going to do. Anita's on the way, by the way, from Baltimore. That's what I heard. She's got a great ass. So Barry says Bubba fans are pissed off. Those who are excited about Bubba the Love Sponge return to SiriusXM for his new two-year deal tuned in today only to be unbelievably disappointed. No longer will the loyal fans be able to hear Bubba's raw and uncut radio show on Howard 101. Instead, the once great show has been replaced by a replay of his watered-down morning drive terrestrial radio broadcast. After months of wondering, fans were finally assured 
that the Bubba the Love Sponge Show would be returning to Sirius XM Airways January 5 by the likes of jo- jo- Scott Greenstein, Howard Stern, and Bubba himself. Why would not one of them mention something as important as the terms of this new deal? Looks like the joke is on us, says Barry. Why Sirius XM thinks that this is okay and their subscribers will pay for non-exclusive content they can just as easily get for free is totally beyond me. Let the call center storm begin, Barry says. As a matter of fact, let's dig it and make sure that the world knows that Sirius XM is now just replaying terrestrial radio. I give them six months, serious. Serious. I give them six months. Thirteen cents a share. Replaying terrestrial radio stuff that people can hear for free. Would you, would you pay to hear exactly the same thing you can hear for free unless you're a crazy person, unless you're no, demented? No, thank you. How much? Unless you're like Dr. Demento? How much? Let's just replay some old Dr. Demento stuff. I got some. And Chicken Man. Do you ever hear Chicken Man? I don't know. That was, that was pretty funny stuff back in the day. 532 votes on the poll when Neil hangs up his microphone or himself for good. What will George do? Start his own show, 140. Go home and wait for something to happen, 121. Get a real job, 112. Become a full-time drug dealer, 38. That's what I voted. Good money in that white powder. Commit suicide, 32. <laughs> Join the roller derby, 30, 28. Become a panhandler, 21. Become a carny, 19. Become a male hooker, 14. I don't think so. No. Become a pimp, 7. 532 votes on your future. So just hope I keep showing up every day. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that when I would step aside, they'd give you a big, big... Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Boys, have your attention now. I'm afraid I have some very bad news. Wow. We hired a new air personality. Yeah. It's a... It's a woman. Yes, yes, I know. But when management heard her audition tape, they wanted to hire her immediately. Her name is Anita Marks. Now, here, listen to this. Welcome to the Anita Marks Porthole Program. Mention the secret porthole and win $50. You may be wondering why I'm dressed this way. Well, I need a broad, but could never find one. I thought of changing my name to Anita Broad, but that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. So I changed it to Anita Marks, and just to make matters worse, I woke up this morning with a hockey puck in my panties. How it got there, I'll never know. Don't forget to visit your Plymouth DeSoto dealer and tell them Anita sent you. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> that, that's coming any day to a station near you, like this one. Aren't you excited about it? Thrilled. Well, we hear that she's hot. Didn't you see that picture? You Okay. I'm okay. This cold has just taken a long time to go away. That's all. It's just the uh, the ass end of it. I got lots of uh, Ricola, though. Ricola. Don't you love those spots? Yes, I do. Ricola. They're pretty good. And I got the natural herb. Not not the sugar-free or no sugar added because those have sorbitol, and they make me... I'd be running like a lunatic. Anyway, getting back to the important emails, there sure aren't a whole lot of them coming in yet, but let me tell you right now, if I have to read the Toronto yellow pages and the white pages... Yeah. That's what I'll do. You can read the back of cereal boxes. That's what I'll do, as opposed to reading, as opposed to taking those calls. No effing chance. None. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. Only a lunatic. Only a certifiably insane person. Uh. 
in a position of authority in this company, in this radio station, would sit back and do nothing while this crap goes on. And that, that's exactly what they've done. Because they don't know what they'll... I don't know what to tell you, Neil. I don't know what to tell you. No matter what the question is, I don't know what to tell you. That's the response of this lunkhead. But then again, he's getting you that car. Now, what more oh, have yeah. you heard about the car? Oh, nothing. What? Nothing. Nothing? No thing? No thing. Not a thing. Well, speaking of things, here's an email I got last night, 9.27 p.m. The highlight of my night, it says. And I want you, I want you to listen to this. Okay. And I'm going to read it exactly as it's written. In response to a question about Dwayne Collins' free throw technique, Frank Haith said, Brian the Beast London. On-air talent, sports radio 560 WQA Miami, sideline reporter, senior producer, University of Miami Sports Network, I am the Beast, with three exclamation points. Four. Now, can you interpret that for me? No. In, request to a, in response to a question about Dwayne Collins' free throw technique, Frank Haith said, Brian the Beast London. I must be missing something. Yeah. Does this make any sense to anybody? No. Maybe he went into, like, sugar overload or something. I know when your blood sugar gets over, like, 900. <laughs> it does affect you. Oh, look at that. Somebody don't get the message here. Look at that. What? There's a commercial... Uh, Barry follows up on this stuff about, it says, re, Bear, Bubba's response to the Schmidt storm. <clears throat> I guess there's a lot of really pissed off people that got laid down the garden path, thought that his show coming back to Sirius meant that it was like the real <clears throat> unedited show and not just a replay of his uh, terrestrial watered-down radio show. And believe me, if anybody knows about watered-down radio shows, we do here. Oh, don't say this and don't say that and don't <clears throat> play one of those. Oh, jeez. Bubba is talking to the fans on forums at btls.com, says Barry. And Barry evidently has a problem this morning. I have no lie. Uh -huh. <clears throat> I mean, if you're going to be obsessed with somebody, you could find somebody better to be obsessed with than that Yahoo. Link, Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Topic, I'm sorry you're upset. I knew you would be. And it goes on and on and on. And then really bitching these serious people out. Something fierce about what a bunch of liars they are and they... Basically told me in order to get money you think you deserve, go do regular radio if you think you can. They don't they don't pay anybody any money. <clears throat> and he says the only thing us guys wanted was to get our lives back back. My health has gotten worse, my marriage isn't doing that well, and I never ever got to spend any time with my kids. I leave the house at four thirty in the morning and not get back till eight PM and go right to bed. Why do I have to do two shows in order to make the kind of money that other radio personalities do for four hours a day? Again, why is this my fault? I'm sorry if I felt I be if you felt I betrayed you, then yada 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 yada. And then a second post. I wish I could have given you the heads up, but I couldn't. I'm sure you understand. No, they don't understand. They're pissed off and fired up at you, Bubba. You have no idea how much this has freaked me out. He says I take pride in keeping in touch with our listeners. I take pride in us caring and being accessible. So I hope you understand this Schmidt storm is really really hard. Well, evidently he's getting a lot of a negatory response. But you know something? Negatory response is at least something. It's better sure. than no response. We, we don't get any response. We, we get nothing. Let me take a look in that Outlook Express. Neil at neilrogers.com. Oh, look, at there's a couple of things on there. Brandon chimes in. 
He says, I listened to a little more of Bubba this morning. Boy, we are Bubba intensive. Don't say we didn't promote his damn stinking show. And two things, Brandon says. One thing I'd read about Bubba was that on Fridays after his morning show, he would do a little show, a live show on Sirius. I was listening this morning, and the only thing he could talk about is himself and how he has his spies in Clear Channel sending him information so he can work on taking it down. That's what the entire show is about, how Bubba can take out Cheap Channel. Once again, he's unlistenable. I'll, I'll just go and listen to Elvis Duran and Y100. He's actually very good and a million times better than Footy and Kenny Walker, whatever they were on. Y100. What? Kenny Walker? Is somebody knocking Kenny Walker from the Kenny and Blow morning show? That's what wow. it sounded like. <clears throat> you better get with it, Brandon. Kenny uh, Walker was a good friend of Joe Bell. And that show went over like a pregnant pole vaulter with her arms tied together in the middle of July. Here's one from the fake Larry King. I've been listening to Mo on Sirius NFL Radio. He's been sounding okay. He still lives in Boca. He gets a little defensive, though, when he gets a call from someone in Miami. There have been a few wise guys who have called him Mo. Pretty funny, though, says the fake Larry King. Well, there's a couple for you right there. All right. I mean, i got a couple more, but not, not a whole bunch, not a pile. And, of course, part of the reason for that being that all of our good close personal buddies out there, the fake Greg Budell and the fake, fake Sonny Fox and the fake of this one and then in the real Johnny Dork, these people aren't coming through for us now that we're in the new year. Well, maybe they're slow I, starters. Or maybe they're just abandoning the sinking ship. That could be it. <gasps> See, one thing about us, we don't put on any song to dance. We don't pretend. When the numbers come out, we admit we suck. The audience is gone. The station is gone. The signal is, like, unlistenable. Phil Ark, who, who, who vacillates in between being a pain in the ass and sending something he thinks is useful. Today he writes, Clear Channel executives are meeting this week in Dallas, and they're figuring out the lucky 20% who are being fired. As you know, Bain Capital, Romney's outfit, took over last year. They'll finally implement their restructuring plan this week. They have a formula grid where they place all sales holes management on-air talent. It works by determining in what color category you fall, how much you make versus how much you bring in. If you fall into the red category, you're out, regardless of ratings or anything else. If you fall into the gray area, then you'll have to stay, uh, something. It's chopped off. I see. Regardless of this, the important thing is that 20% of the people at Cheap Channel are going to get fired. Start with Polly Castronova, please, says Phil. I can't stand that pompous bitch. You're always ahead of the curve, Neil. Yeah, I'm ahead of it. Maybe behind the eight ball, but ahead of the curve. All right. Don't you feel better that we aren't taking any calls? I see a couple of them flashing on there. I don't. I might be tempted, but then again, we have a break. The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. The biggest names. The best talent. It's the DA Show. Weeknights from 8 to 11. You're on Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Theater. Oh, God. Three down south. Where the mugwumps go to hang from trees and play banjo. You got some who own a station on newfangled radio. Now as North Carolina goes. Raleigh's a big city, you know, and that's where the Beasleys had to go for Jolly Riley Joe. A new GM, he'll do what he can. Shake your hand like a friend, then quickly walk away. Uh -huh. They had Joe go to 560 with ratings in the toilet bowl to get those. Flaming sport homos in order and control. 
and then so Jolly Raleigh Joe, a buckular and in the know, he lets Mo go, and here's what blows, gives Geldy his own show. He'll make a big change, and rearrange, it's worse or the same, he hasn't done a thing, No. for what goes on the air at two, Joe don't have a stinking clue about a poor Matt that essentially blows sport pole radio. The GM of 560, Jolly Raleigh Joe. Oh, oy. Speaking of him, I got an email from him which you'll be most amused or unamused. Okay. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you what my response was to him. I wrote back to him, your lame attempts at humor continue to be pathetic or something like that. Okay. Here's the email from Joe Bell. Happy New Year. This is from the real Joe Bell, by the way. Not sure why you think I want you to leave. I love our new deal, and I'm looking forward to you being a big part of WQAM for the next five years. Joe Bell. All right. Aren't you impressed? I'm heartwarmed. Yeah. I just want to vomit. And like I said, his feeble attempts at humor. Stand back and watch. You know, he's like Nero. You know, he's playing the fiddle. He's fiddling it. And Rome is burning. And the interesting part is he's the one that set the fire. The mole says, speaking of Jolly Joe Bell, <clears throat> I spotted Joe Bell and Anita Marks having lunch together at Bo Camper's Sports Bar on Saturday. The station was doing a dolphin pep rally, and those two were yucking it up. I think maybe Jolly Joe dumped fat Chris for this she-man. I think that Chris has got bigger breasts, but Anita may have a vagina, so she, he, he, she wins, says the mole. How do you like that spy report, huh? Pretty heavy duty. Keep the emails coming, Jolly Joe. Believe me, you're not. You're one of the only ones that's sending any. You and Barry Jackass and the mole. There's just not, nothing coming in. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Here's a couple. One of them is a picture, though. Don't waste your time sending me pictures, okay? There's nothing I can do with them. I have no idea what the... This is like some homeless-looking guy, and he's got his head on some other... Uh, I, I don't know, some deadbeat bum. I don't know what that is. Isn't that great when they send you pictures? When the, the material you're supposed to have on the emails right. is to use on the air. It's a little bit difficult to use pictures on the air, you morons. Well, hold it up to the microphone there. There you go. You see it? Ooh, look at that. Larry says, you're right about Joe Bell. I emailed him last week telling him how George does not belong on the radio, and he's running, ruining your show. He responded, I know. That's why we have him on his show. Says Larry. That's cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's funny. So keep ruining the show. I will. Trust me. I'm sure of that. So what do you think of that, that he would take the time to send me something stupid like that? Uh, I've... I think that it's sweet. I think it's adorable. Oh, well, you're just sucking around for that car, that's all. There you go. You're not fooling anybody. I didn't think I was. Daryl says, last week I had the opportunity to listen to an old show with you and Bob Lasseter. The best radio ever, pure gold. Radio will never be the same. Well, that's for damn sure. It never will be the same, regardless. The days of local quality radio is almost in the hopper. Keep up the great radio for people like us who really enjoy listening to gold, says Daryl. Old and gold. Oldies and goldies and geldies. Ow! Yep. Got a dead guy. Do Not you? somebody you ever would have heard of. Well, try me. Well, let me find his name. Okay. Carl Polad. Never heard of him. 
He was the 93-year-old owner of the Minnesota Twins. He died yesterday, never retired even after making a fortune. How do you like that? Okay. Loyalty became a Twins hallmark under Polad, it says. Owning the Twins was his great life, love, alive, well, whatever. That's it, he's dead, he was 93. That's more than old enough. 93, my ass, God. Don't you think 93 is old enough? Sure, I'll take it, though. And here's, I think this is the last email I have in the present bunch, but then I've got like 75 articles ripping Israel the ass they so richly deserve. Oh, there you go again, trying to prove a point, yeah. The only point I'm trying to prove is that uh, the American media is full of crap and the American government, but we already know that. This is from Anonymous. It says, on Saturday, January 10, 2009, also Saturday, January 17, 2009, in numerous cities worldwide, the group Anonymous will be staging its 12th monthly protest against Scientology organization. This will complete a full year of Internet-driven demonstrations stemming from Scientology's attempts at censorship in January of last year. Following this shameful debacle, the Project Canology movement was born. February 2008 then ushered in the start of an ongoing series of nonviolent protests by the group Anonymous. Anonymous is a loosely affiliated group of dedicated people from all walks of life and all over the world, connected only by the common goal of exposing the corrupt and abusive practices of the organization Scientology. To further their goal, the web-based activists have held monthly protests and rallies worldwide with the intent of bringing Scientology abuses to the public domain and urging politicians to take action. The past year of activism has led to Anonymous being accused of an endless number of crime, uh, criminal acts of retaliation and other malicious tactics employed by the Church of Scientology. Despite the harassment, Anonymous continues to provide and freely distribute information relevant to the interest of the public, regardless of numerous attempts by Scientology to silence their criticism. The cause has been taken up by thousands worldwide and continues to draw new members daily. Anyone interested in learning more about Anonymous, opposing Scientology, or participating in activism themselves are encouraged to visit anonstillalive.com. A-N-O-N, stillalive.com. Got it? Anonstillalive.com? Got it. I wrote it down. The website provides a list of active Anonymous cells in existence, as well as their local websites, activities, and people to contact. Information on the upcoming Saturday protest is also readily available. Well, that's good. Because the Scientology people are evil. It's just a big closet full of uh, gay queens like uh, Tom Cruise and John Revolta and like that. How'd you like that story yesterday about John Revolta and his male lover who was the nanny to his now dead son? Yeah. Yeah, what? No, I, I heard it. I don't know if I, liking it is the, uh, is the right word. I mean, word. how'd you like it? Don't you think it was interesting? It was very bizarre? interesting. It was very, uh, you know, eyebrow raising. Look at those emails, baby. You can't Where? complain about those because there aren't any. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Thank it, baby. Quite frankly, I'd rather discuss it with the FCC and the state attorney's office and the human rights for the state. You're putting on filth. And, and it's in a time when children are on, can flip the channels. Quarter to nine, you put on that filth. I cannot believe you're doing that. But I certainly intend to pursue it, and you should, too, because your station is going to get sued for being racist as well as sexist. He was denigrating all Jamaican women. Uh-huh. That was before he talked about anal sex. Rectum. And blowjobs. Oh. I don't think that's appropriate at quarter to nine at <laughs> night. I do. I think you better do something about it. Wow. I wonder what time it is appropriate. Yeah. 
after 10, I think. Is that it? Which part? 16 before 11 at 560 WQM. Let's take a look at the schedule. Maybe Jolly Joe is going to have his own show sometime today because he's sure working at his amateur comedy. Oh, what makes you think I want you to leave, Neil? I love our new deal. Well, I hate it. I hate it, and I hate you, too, like poison. You're an evildoer. Only a moron would come into this radio station, and based on his personal hostility and general just uh, all-around negativity, try to destroy the uh, the most successful show on the station, and along with any other ones, too. And you're sure doing a hell of a job, man. One thing about Joe Bell, he's brought us all down pretty much to the same level, the same level of failure. Here's a great email. It says, as Hall and Oates said, you're out of touch, out of time. Will you ever do your show again from Florida in the little time you have left? No, I absolutely will not, and that's because idiots like you who sent me this email are all over the place. I was just down there for five days. It was plenty long enough. Plenty long enough. And I didn't see anything that I was out of touch with. You touched so everything? Same old, old and older people waddling around made me feel like a, like a child. <clears throat> and I saw the only thing I did see that I hadn't seen before... Now we have a Walgreens on every corner. Used to be every other corner last time I was down a couple months ago. And now there's a Walgreens on every street corner. Then I make you feel good? I'm ecstatic. What, what is that picture of the Capitol uh, with all the clouds around it? Do you see that on CNN? No, I'm not watching CNN. Boris arrives at Senate. They're waiting to see if they'll let his ass in or not. And I'm sure that all of you are hanging on the edge of your seats... <laughs> waiting in breathless anticipation. I'll tell you one thing. When this cold finally goes away in a day or two, I'm going to be dangerous. I'm going to be really, really dangerous. Let me take a look for those new emails that are pouring in there. Nothing. Got a few polls still sitting in there, but that's it. 597 on our poll about George's future. Yeah, I bet you, George, Joe Bell thinks you've got a big future in this station. Sure. That's why he's going to go out and get you that new uh, Cadillac. That's it. Cadillac? Yeah, Escalade. 40. I can't afford why the not? gas on that. What? I said I can't afford the gas on yeah, that. I'll give you a trade-out for the gas. Oh, excellent. In that case. Right up there in the corner. Amico. BP. Destin, a 47-year-old man who allegedly exposed himself to a family on Christmas Day and to deputies who arrived in response to their complaint, has been charged with lewd and lascivious exhibition to a minor. On the afternoon of December 25, on Christmas Day, no less, a man, his wife, and the man's 11-year-old daughter were walking their dog along Harbor Boulevard in Destin when they encountered Roy Ronald Ra Raul Jr., the arrest report says. As they passed, Raul said, nice dog. That's when the father noticed that Raul's genitals were hanging out of a hole ripped out of the crotch of his jogging pants, according to the report. He must be related to the guy that just sent me the picture of uh, the Schwarzer that sent me his picture uh, with his uh, thing hanging out. Not interested. The father asked Raul if he was for real. Raul then grabbed his genitals and said, Yeah, nice dog. When the deputy asked Raul to explain himself, he exposed himself to the officer. After he was read his rights, Raul said he hadn't meant to expose himself to the family. He also stated he didn't understand why they were looking at him, the report states. Yeah, quit looking at my junk. <laughs> However, as he was being questioned, Raul exposed his genitals several more times. He was asked repeatedly to close his legs. Close your legs, man. If you close your legs, does that make your genitals disappear? Generally. I don't know that. Huh? Generally. 
I guess if you stick them in there like, uh, you know. Like Buffalo Bill there? Right. If you tuck them in. Oh, here we go. This is good. Uncle Neil, I feel like the guy. Now, let's see. Which idiot is this from? I feel like the guy that called the bird that day to tell him to shut up. I'm getting to the point that I can no longer listen to you online. It's not you. It's those damn PSA commercials and the sports drop-ins between the two. I'm going nuts. Can't you do something to get them to... Oh, my God, Andrew. Can't you do something to get them to change to the regular commercials that are being played? They're bad enough, but at least they have some variety. Please play anything. Otherwise, take care. The other Andrew, whatever whatever that means. The other Andrew. You know what that means? Nope. It's just another... Over something that we have no control over, okay? We have no control over it. Nor do we really have any interest in it. The online streaming is there for you for absolutely free. Absolutely free. Now, generally speaking, anybody who listened to the show, you know, they know that the breaks last about four minutes. Right. So during those four minutes, go take a good dump. Go try to find your genitals. Do mm -hmm. something constructive, Andrew. Make a nice and sandwich. And then come back. What? Make a sandwich. Yeah. God, like you said, complaints and critiques. Ba -ba 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 ah, Don't bother me. Doesn't phase me. And of course, Jolly Joe is too. He's too embarrassed to admit that he's shocked that I actually came back today after yesterday. He, he's too embarrassed to admit that. I'm not. No. I'm, I'm. I'm back again. He just loves our new deal. Ho ho ho! Good. I'm. I'm happy for you. You're still a jackass. Always will be. Here's one from Joe. It says, big fan of yours since the 80s, but since 2006, I've been a loyal, serious listener. Today, with my truck in the shop, I turned on the radio to you. I could give two uh, squirts about Bubba the Love Schmuck. Those bumpkins aren't that funny. I never gave more than a full show of my time in three years. I'm curious on the whereabouts of Rick and Suds. He's curious on the whereabouts. I see. Rick is in California, Suds is at home uh, sleeping. Right. And comes on on Fridays when George is doing the show. Am I right? Every once in a while, yes. Every once in Every a Friday. Every now and then. Every what? Every once in a Friday. Every month a condoner stick? Yeah. No. You better work on your Yiddish, man. You're slipping badly. I'll take a class. 609 in the pool. When Neil hangs up his microphone or hangs himself, uh, what will George do? Start his own show, 159. Go home and wait for something to happen, 132. Get a real job, 131. Become a full-time drug dealer, 48. Join the roller derby, 35. Commit suicide, 35. Become a panhandler, 24. Become a carny, 20. Become a male hooker, 17. Become a pimp, 8, out of 609. Here's one. Maybe they're just going to trickle in throughout the day today. Do you think so? There no, I don't. What? Maybe. You, sir, are miserable. This is from the bridge tender's son. <laughs> Great. Hello, sir. It seems that you're starting off the new year in the same miserable, hateful mood that you've been in since you started doing the show from Toronto. Oh, yeah. And that, that's when it coincides. I was miserable when I came here. Everyone thought your attitude would change in the new year, but we can already see you'll be doing the same old tired show you've done for years. That's correct. You, sir, are truly mailing it in. And why don't you make an announcement next time you're down here in Florida so some of the listeners can have a meeting with you at your house and go over the ways to make your show better because you, sir, lost touch with reality and old, washed-up, angry queen. And that's what I ought to do is uh, let the people, invite them to come to my house next time I'm down so we can have a big meeting. There you a go. A big powwow. Sounds great. About how to, uh, regards the bridge tender's son. 
Isn't that cute? Keep awesome. those, uh, keep them coming. I enjoy those more than you'll ever imagine, more than you'll ever understand, in my own masochistic way. 613 votes on your poll. Our goal today is whatever we get. Because now that Tubby is gone, we don't care. Oh, look at this. It says, can you please give me a sample of a good radio show before Joe Bell came? That, that, that must be from Joe Bell. Yeah, we had a great show before Joe Bell came. We had great ratings, too. And the reason we had great ratings is because we had a damn good show. And we could play uh, funny bits, and we could say a lot of stuff, and we could do uh, the Neil Rogers show. We can't, now we can't uh, do the Neil Now we do the Neil Rogers show according to Joe Bell and Joyce. We can't give them a sample. And I can't, I can't give you a sample because we can't play it. I'll give you a quick sample. Yeah? Yeah, just a second. All right. I wonder what you're going to play. Here's a quick sample. <laughs> now, that's a okay. zipper. That's the sound of a zipper being pulled up or down. But that, that's what he wanted. He wanted an example of a great show before Joe Bell came. That's somebody evidently defending Joe Bell, which only would be him. Or maybe Bruce Beasley. Here's the fake clearance. I know exactly what George's future is at QAM. He'll be working on the Joe Rose Show. Joe needs another helper in the morning. We love sports, and we'll make George like them, too. Conform to our likes, George, or pay the price. We know you won't mind doing the show by yourself, Neil. I'm sure that's coming up soon. We're going to automate George. All right. We're going to get a robot to replace George. What do you think? Sounds great. If they could automate it, believe you me, they would. Oh, I know. Oh, it's really cheap. It's a cost-cutting. It's a cost-cutting measure. Ba 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 ba. Yeah. Let me say it again. As long as the final tubes in the transmitter are glowing, as long as they're vibrating, as long as there's some sound, like uh, yeah, coming through the final tubes, that's all they care about. And as long as there's a lot of spots on here that they can squeeze cash out of from unsuspecting people. Who don't realize that our signal is so bad that even Joe Bell can't hear it. Pretty sad commentary when the GM can't hear his own station, although in this case, that may not be all bad. Let's take a look at the schedule we got for the rest of the day on award-winning QAM, which used to be great before Joe Bell came to town. Used to have big numbers. We used to dominate the AM market in this, in this town for years. Years. And then Jolly Joe, who's in total denial, came along and, oh, geez, Joyce, you think we can play fart sounds? Oh, I don't know. Let me ask Joyce. Let me ask a corporate. Let me, uh, yeah. This is a guy. Seriously, if he ever had to take a dump, you'd never see him again. He would never get off the pot because he could never make that decision, which hand to wipe his ass with. You do understand that, don't you? Okay. Oh, I, don't, I don't want to get you involved because you got That's that big right. car coming. I really need car. We got the big O from 2 to 4, universally reviled according to your emails. I don't know why. What do you ever do to you guys? Mad Dog at Shula's 4 to 7. Dolphin tonight, 7 to 8. The worst infomercial in the history of radio. And then 8 to midnight, DA, 8 to 11. Now, what's the story? Is he is he sticking around for like 5 bucks an hour? What's uh, the deal? I, I don't know. Well, next time you have a big powwow with Jolly Joe, get the lowdown. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Doi, 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 doi. This is your brain. Any questions? They're funky. They're old. They're the California prune. Well, then you're getting old and clay. And you're constipated every day. You want some relief. And that's for sure. 
And so for you, we got the cure. Just eat some of us, eat us every day. And then flush your crabs away. Don't you know that they're wrinkled and they're tasty? Madame, your soul is so pasty. x lax is nice, but it don't work fast. Just eat some blues, they're a real blast. I'm the party, yeah. What a way to go. It's 11.01 at 560 WQM. The swill continues on the emails. Keep it up. Keep it coming. The negativity, the hostility. See, they accuse me of all of that. In the meantime, that's mostly what I get from them. Yeah. Yeah. For example, the same one that sent me before about you're out of time and uh, hold the notes and all that other crap. He uh, follows up with this. Let me guess. At once, and the subject, it says stale. Because someone is sitting there with a gun pointed at his head, forcing him to listen to this stale mm. show on this stale station in this stale town. Let me guess. At 1.57 p.m., you're going to play It Stinks in Miami Town. How many centuries have you been playing the same swill over and over again? I'll tell you what. I, I won't make you wait till then. I'll play it for you now. It Stinks oh. in Miami Town. There you go. At 560 WQAM. But anyway, Pontiff Six of Elf, whatever this uh, phony uh, email is, says, Volker should change it to It Stinks in Miami of Stale Radio at 560 WQAM. What are you doing? Oh, I'm playing out of touch. You, oh. can, do a, you can do a talk-up. Might yeah, as well do this, this, you know. This is instrumental, so we could possibly actually play oh, this. Oh, great. You know? Let's just keep that on the whole thing instead of It Stinks in Miami Town. Let me guess. At 157, you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. That's right. And at 11.03, I'm going to say, hello. Thanks for listening. Okay, that's enough of that crap. I'll say. Here's one from Michael about hurricane basketball. And you know something? You're right. There, There is nothing here except complaints and critiques. Nothing. Yep. Michael says it wasn't bad enough to have to listen have to listen to Joe Z doing the broadcast of the game last night. He had to listen. Yeah. But when I was channel surfing and got to six forty AM, the same game was on with different only slightly better announcers. Double hurricanes, Ralph, he said. <laughs> How do you like that? He he had to listen to Joe Z. <laughs> Biggest bunch of losers on the face of the earth in South Florida. It's just terrifying. And here's Andrew is back again, which is fine. You keep coming back over and over again today because uh, this week and for the next five years, it's going to be slim and grim, especially without those great calls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me take a look on it. Oh, there is one on there. You want to take it? I'm not. I don't see it. Line two. Oh, that's right. You can't see the phone. Hey, you better just quit complaining about uh, all the cutbacks now, okay? I'm not. I mean, Good. I could see it if I wanted to. You know, I could uh, minimize this. Don't that. do that. Yeah, now, you finally got those spots planned. That's the only thing that's important on this radio station. Get Amen. the spots on on any radio station. That's right. Not whether we have a big audience, whether we're entertaining anybody, whether we have great ratings, anything. Just get the spots on, baby. I learned that a long, long time ago, mm-hmm. about 100 years ago. So Andrew comes back at you and says, okay, I got it. The show is free, and I do try to hit the volume off button and stuff. 
But believe me, after the millionth Red Defender or McGruff the Crime Dog does Joyce Behar commercial, it's beyond old. I suffer for you, though, says Andrew. And finally, I started calling myself the other Andrew due to the fact that you've been ripping the sales hole, Andrew, for the past month. I don't want the audience to get confused. <laughs> oh. Woo! I'll tell you one thing. When the emailers start getting egos, then you know there is no hope for the subhuman race. I don't blame right? him, I don't blame him. You don't blame him for what? Not wanting to be confused with that other Andrew. Oh. Well, first of all, the other Andrew wouldn't, wouldn't have any idea how to send us an email, much less have anything to say. Much less to have any idea what time the show is on. Okay, here we go. More uh, inside from across the street from 790. This is good. This is what they want to hear. And Poober, or whatever your name is, go away. All he, I haven't clicked on it yet, but all he's going to do is say F you. Pooh Bear? No, he doesn't say, he doesn't use an F-bomb here. I see. Joe the Queen Bell is one of the three most useless people in the free world next to W. and Cheney. God save the Queen, says uh, Pooh Bear. That's the cleanest email he's ever sent. Wow. <coughs> I mean, I don't mind an F-bomb here and there, but basically that's the only reason he emails me. It's just to say, is this one or that one? Okay. Yeah, as an email, it's the F-bomb. Ray changes at 790 the ticket, it says, from somebody with a phone. Just got a phone number. And why does the phone number have, like, 400 digits? I don't know. Well, you're supposed to be the expert Maybe it's an crap. international phone uh, number. <coughs> no, it is not. Maybe it's from Uranus. No, I pulled it out of my printer. Oh. K. Raj was canned over money and not the fact that he got trounced by Neil on a daily basis in the ratings. Of course, they could have used him elsewhere. They were brave or smart enough to put an end to the joke of an experiment, Los Dos Tantos, but can't afford to keep a good and quality voice like Kevin Rogers. I bet you this is from Kevin Rogers. That's why 790 does not get enough respect, but is seen as a frat house rather than a radio station. It's seen as an industry joke, just like we are now, too. We didn't used to be. Now we all are. All these sports frat houses. Only Lebeturd, or perhaps Rosenschmitz, can beat that boring old fruit who long ago spoiled and went stale. I wonder if George and his magically dull solo... Oh, this is the same guy again with a, uh, with a phone number now. Mm -hmm. I wonder if George and his magically dull solo shows, especially the ones with that oh-so-less-than-mediocre corpse suds, has ever beaten Sedano. It's a sad commentary when a show done part-time by a senior citizen in Canada who on a daily basis recycles everything he's ever done beats anyone ever. I guess people are simpletons who prefer listening to someone drone endlessly on over a meaningless poll or to hear sad, lonely losers call a show to make some unintelligible sound only to be hung up on. How do you like that? This is uh, Kenny Rogers. Kevin, whatever his name is, Kevin yeah. Rogers. Let me tell you again about seeing Kenny Rogers sitting across from me at the table at Pompano Park that night many years ago. One of the lowlights of my life. He was, he was quiet. He didn't make a scene, didn't make a lot of noise. No, he didn't sing? Like Pete Rose, he didn't stack a whole bunch of $100 bills on the table and watch them magically disappear. Bill says, I finally got my visa for Canada. Toronto, here we come. I can't wait to get out of this hellhole they call paradise. My stay in South Florida has been like a life sentence. Finally, we are free, says Bill. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. Well, stay the hell out of here, Bill. We got more than enough. We got five million people running around here already. Six hundred fifty-four votes on your poll about your future. You can't complain about George's future because, yeah, he doesn't have one. Well, no, you have some. I mean, we all have some future. Just don't know what it is. That's right. 
Uh, Burris was turned away at the at the uh, U.S. Capitol. Any kind of, you know, behind-the-scenes motivation There he here. goes, off in the and snow and the cold. He has been very adamant that his only motivation they chased his ass away. He's going to consult with his attorneys. He believes that it is his right and his duty and his obligation. Uh, but there's no they question They said, that, Senator, uh, my ass. It's because of the fact that he knew the outcome. His associates knew the outcome. They knew uh, already yesterday the Secretary of, of the Senate rejected his bid to be seated. Uh, so this was something that they were doing for public consumption. Now, you think he's going to turn it into a racial thing? You think that that always seems to happen? I don't know. And you don't care? You sound that, so... that might have been the uh, the rationale for the pick in the first place, you know. It's the black seat. Is it? Well, there's, uh, there was only one black in the whole Senate, and that was Obama. Oh, oh what? I said, oh, ah. Ooh, ah, hoo, ha. Hoo, ah. That's what George says. Hoo, ah. So we're basically down to like um, four callers and three or four emailers. We got the fake very jackass. We got Andrew, not Andrew from sales, and then we got this other, this new creep. Because I'm sure not a new creep, just an old creep with a new name. Right. With two new names today. With a, a phone number that's got like 75 digits in it. Mm-hmm. I wonder who he'll be tomorrow. Kevin Rogers. It's amazing you beat anybody, you old turd. It's amazing that anybody listens at all be, be, between the signal and between the limitations put on what the hell we can do on the show and between the fact that this station is vanishing from your radio dial. It's a miracle. Didn't get any further response from your friend Jolly Joe Bell about his pathetic attempts at humor. No. No, he's a sadistic bastard, so he takes joy in making other people miserable. Just like the thing about no food in there. I mean, what kind of a bastard would, would, would ever, I mean, at any station we've ever worked. I know we had the Boyd Gary business with no food in the studio. Wasn't that Boyd mm-hmm. Gary? Yes, it was. But you saw how long that lasted. Sure. And then that wasn't because of um, plugs on the air or stuff like that. That was just because everybody was all uppity about uh, the equipment and about, uh, you know, this and that. Right? Right. Oh, you're going to spill that. I remember somebody spilled a whole uh, two-liter bottle of soda into the board in the control room. Who was that? That was uh, Steve Steve Spearer, not to be confused with Steve Spearier. Spurrier. Steve Spearier. Steve Spurious? Spearer. Right. Who Teddy Ruxpin, we that? called him. He, you, uh, he wore a funny hat. You used to make fun of him all the time. Uh, Steve Nose Ring, you called him, because he had a nose ring. Really? Yes. Boy, you got a better memory for uh, those people than I do. Well, I worked with him, you know. He Just was like the, uh, Kenny Gramer. Kenny Gramer's also AWOL. He isn't uh, in, uh, involved with us anymore. Kenny. What? Steve was the producer of the Aaron Summers show. Oh, well, that says it all. She had a great the ass, though. Not as great as Anita Marks, but a great ass. The sports leader. Everybody loves Dr. Seuss's classic tale about the Grinch. But what about the chosen people? Don't they deserve their own holiday special, too? NBC thinks so. Tune in tonight for How the Grinch Stole Hanukkah. The Who's called a rabbi who wore shiny loafers to bless the roast beast and ensure it was kosher. How the Grinch Stole Hanukkah. Finally, a version of the holiday classic that knows from Hanukkah. He snuck past Cindy Lou as she slept in her cradle and snatched up her oyam base How the Grinch Stole Hanukkah. Joel Siegel raves, for this you shouldn't stay home. Enjoy. What? 
You got something better to do. It came without lockers. It came without horrors. It came without star-spangled moogle menorahs. How the Grinch stole Hanukkah. It's eight days of fun packed into one great half hour. And the Who's asked the Grinch, and he said, without fail, I can get you all Hanukkah, and I can get it wholesale. How the Grinch stole Hanukkah tonight on NBC. Oi, every show should be this good. 1117 at 560 WQAM. Nothing like a bunch of goyim trying to do uh, funny Jewish stuff, you know? Hey, how do you know that guy wasn't Jewish? He threw in a uh, fake oi. Oh, I see. As opposed to a real... Oi! See, like that, that's Mitch Lewis. That's a real Jew for you. Here's one of the best emails of all time, short and sweet. It says, good morning, Neil. When you have the fan forum over at your house, I'd like to request a kosher meal. <laughs> is that cute or what? Yeah, it is. That was very cute. That was the only, uh, I'm trying to think if there was any other one. Well, of course, Barry Jackass thinks he's being really productive with all of his spy reports about Bubba the Love Sponge and Sirius and all this other. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. Because very few people have Sirius XM, and even the people who do, most of them don't listen to Bubba anyway. Oh, here we go. I, well, since I'm on a roll, a Kaiser roll, it says, I know you have the news on the economy taking a major dump this morning. It says, I know you have the news on, but the economy is taking a major dump this morning. One, Merkel. Germany's Warren Buffett did the next best thing to jumping off the Empire State Building, decided to step in front of a train. He's a tiny bit dead right now. Two. <laughs> yeah, he's a little dead. Cute. Two, pending home sales plunged to a record low. Three, factory orders plunged in December, twice the expected rate, and the Dow is beginning a tumble down. A tumble down. Let me turn on the gambling channel. I don't think Maria B. is going to be too pleased with this email. The uh, Dow is up 15 points. The Dow is up 14 points. Woo! But the good news is that NBC told Ann Coltergeist to take her Adam's apple and shove it. Yeah, we know that. Oh, this is Andrew again. Oh, go away, Andrew. He's on a roll. Good God. And Kenny Gramer is back. What did I tell you? He said, you should have seen the look on Steve's face when he spilled a soda. That And the Dow's back up 17 points. This crap, the sky is falling. Andrew, get a life. Kenny says, that was funny, although Mitch wasn't too pleased. Mitch Weenie, I'm sure he's talking about. And it happened months before they gave him the full-time gig-producing Aaron show. Remember Rick Riley's nephew worked the board for a while? He was kind of clueless, too, it says. I don't remember that, do you? Rick Riley's nephew worked the board? I don't remember that. <clears throat> well, you guys sure remember a lot of very obscure things and obscure people. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Talk I met Rick Riley's nephew, he was not introduced to me as such. So You wouldn't know who he was. Right. Sounds like nepotism to me. Oh, yeah. In radio? It's like Bob Gordon's kid getting hired as a um, board op at WNWS. Got canned within the first uh, couple of days, I think, which is a shame because he was a really fine-looking young man. But he was an idiot. I forget what he did. Something similar, you know, with the equipment peeing in the board or something like that. Not good. 679 votes on your poll. So we're starting to get a few, uh, although Andrew is becoming chronic. Isn't this sad? The emails are just like the phones. These people can say anything in the world, anything, and they have nothing to say. Just like the phone. And you predicted that, didn't you? 
Yep. You said it's the same people. It's the same people, right. It's just a different medium. Well, that's pretty sad. I'm almost, in a, instead of reading these uh, 75 stories about Israel uh, butchering the uh, Palestinians, I'm almost tempted to spin some wax. Ooh. Save my throat for tomorrow. Some hot wax. Save my throat for tomorrow, but I better not do that because that would be too much like mailing it in Pony Express. I'd rather mail it in first class. Max Blumenthal on the Smirking Chimp says, Why aren't more America's, uh, Americans dancing to Israel's tune? How long is this? Am I going to have time to do this before the break? Oh, yeah. Almost as soon as the first Israeli missile struck the Gaza Strip, a veteran cheering squad suited up to support the home team. Israel is so scrupulous about civilian life, Charles Krauthammer claimed in the Washington Post. Echoing Krauthammer, Alan Dushowitz called the Israeli attack on Gaza perfectly proportionate. And in the New York Times, Israeli historian Benny Morris described his country's airstrikes as highly efficient. While the cheerleaders testified of the superior moral fiber of their team, the Palestinian civilian death toll mounted. Israeli missiles tore at least 15 Palestinian police cadets to shreds at a graduation ceremony, blew 12 worshippers to pieces, including six children, while they left evening prayers at a mosque, flattened the elite American International School, killed five sisters while they slept in their beds, and liquidated nine women and children in order to kill a single Hamas leader. So far, Israeli forces have killed at least 500 Gazans, it's up to 600 plus now, and wounded some 2,000, including hundreds of children. Over the weekend, the IDF blanketed parts of Gaza with white phosphorus, a chemical weapon Saddam Hussein once deployed against Kurdish rebels. It was Israel at its best, Yossi Klein Halevi declared in the New Republic. By New Year's Day, Israel's cheering squad had turned the opinion pages of major American newspapers into their own personal romper room. Of all the editorial contributions published by the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, and the New York Times since the Israel's war on Gaza began, to my knowledge, only one offered a skeptical view of the assault. But that editorial by Israeli novelist David Grossman contained not a single word about the Palestinian casualties of IDF attacks. Even while calling for a ceasefire, Grossman promised, we can always start shooting again. Israeli public relations agents fanned out to broadcast studios from the U.S. to Europe, filling an aggressive strategy, fulfilling an aggressive strategy conceived after the country's catastrophic 2006 attack on Lesbianon. An analysis by Israel's foreign ministry of eight hours of coverage across international broadcast media concluded that Israeli representatives received a whopping 58 minutes of airtime compared to only 19 minutes for Palestinians. Quite a few outlets are very favorable to Israel, namely by showing its suffering. I'm sure it's a result of the new coordination, said Major Avital Leibovich, an IDF spokesperson who's become a fixture on cable news in the past weeks. But while Israel's PR machine cranked its mighty Wurlitzer to full blast, drowning out all opposing voices with its droning sound, a surprisingly substantial portion of the American public decided to dance to its own tune. According to a December 31st Rasmussen poll, so far the only measure of U.S. opinion on the Gaza assault, while Americans remained overwhelmingly supportive of Israel, they were split almost evenly on the question of whether Israel should attack Gaza, 44% in favor and 41% against it. The internals are even more remarkable. <clears throat> while Republicans are supported the assault on Gaza by a large margin, a predictable finding, only 31% of Democrats did. Members of the Democratic base thus stood in sharp contrast to most of their elected representatives, Freshman Representative Donna Edwards is a notable exception, who backed the latest Israeli assault in lockstep and seemed to support Israel no matter what it does. The rift between the progressive base and the party played out on Barack Obama's change.gov site, which was deluged in recent days with demands for a statement condemning Israel's assault on Gaza. So what accounts for the surprising trend in American opinion on Gaza? 
The proliferation of progressive online media and social networking sites could be a factor, but I have another theory. The same pundits who are cheerleading Israel's assault on Gaza once sold the occupation of Iraq to America, and with a nearly identical set of arguments. In their voices and those of the grim Israeli PR agents carted out for cable news, many Americans hear echoes of the Bush administration's most fantastic lies. When they see images of Gazans under withering bombardment, they flash back to Fallujah and the assorted horrors of Iraq. When they look at Israel, they see themselves during the darkest days of the Bush era. Now an increasing share of Americans know what Israel is doing to Gaza, and they reject it even when Israel is at its so-called best. Says your close personal friend, Max Blumenthal. What are you trying to prove? I wonder wonder if he wants a kosher meal at our meeting. I'll start taking orders. When we have our seminar? Just check the emails. Checking it out. Nothing there. Rich Tender's son, though, that was a good one. 686 on George's poll. And the conclusion is your future is mighty grim. Talk about stale, man. That production, oh my God. Last year's matzah is doing better. Dead is all around me. Everybody is broke. The economy is drowning. They got us by the throat. Like to do some driving, but can afford to go. For the world's richest country, this depression blows. After 9-11, the stage was set for the neocons to grab all they could get. They trickled it up to the one percent, raped us all, and left us for dead. Could this be a recession? The headlines boiling news. There's people going hungry. You won't see that on the news. It's like the 1930s, another grapes of wrath. We're just the rich and dirty, can't afford to buy gas. The corporate newspapers say it will end. The ones that I use for the sheets on my bed. Patriotically left them in control They robbed us blind Now we gotta just fold We're in a deep depression But they don't want you to know For the world's richest country This depression blows Absolutely I'll tell you one thing, though. The sun is shining here. It looks like a beautiful day sitting inside looking out. It's going to snow like hell tonight, though. All right. Well, listen, it's a little variety, you know, not just the same like those five beautiful days when I was down there. Mm -hmm. Weather was great. No complaints. Weather was sensational. I got sick as a dog, you know. 
I think it's my South Florida allergies. Might be. I'm, I'm allergic to it. You're not going to believe this this next email, which I'm not going to read in its entirety, and you'll immediately understand why. Okay. Free plug, please. <laughs> okay. This just leaves me almost speechless. It just, just takes my breath away. If you're having a problem with your parking lot drains or sewer pump station. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> or maybe your grease trap is backed up. Oh, how did he know? Are you backed up? Like you wouldn't believe. Give us a call at, <clears throat> with a phone number, where your poop is our pleasure. Mention the Neil Rogers <laughs> Show and get a 10% discount. Mention the Neil Rogers Show All and right. get a 10% discount. Yadi 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 with the company name, serving South Florida's water, wastewater, and drainage needs since 1970. Even the poop people are pooped out. They're having problems. They're oh, off source. That's great. And trying to use me in this show for a free plug. Buy some spots, okay, Joe? Buy a spot or two. We don't give free commercials on this show. Schmuck. How do you like that? Doesn't it leave you like... Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Although at least it wasn't a complaint or a critique, I'll say that. Uh, one in a row. Yeah. No, that's the, the guy also who said he wanted the kosher meal. That was good. Yes, it was. Stephen sends me a link of Richard Pryor and George Carlin debating the N-word. A link. What, what am I supposed to do with it? Where am I supposed to shove that? In your, oh, your here hand. we go. Here we go. You won't have the guts to read this. This is probably from Andrew. Remember when I said enough already? Yeah. Because these people, they, what they want to do, as soon as I give them a little attention, they want to turn the whole show into me and them. Right. They want to be the centerpiece of the show. It doesn't work that way. Am, am I right? Oh, come on. Make them the centerpiece of the show. <laughs> I'll grab it off the machine here. It says, you won't have the guts to read this on the air because it's the truth. All you do is bitch and moan and beg for emails, but when they come in, you tell everyone to stop emailing. Bah, bah. You have no material to help mail it in, so you beg and plead for the listeners to give you material, then you rag on them. You, sir, are an idiot. The show is old, you're old, and it sucks. I say it's time to give George the spotlight. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember the last time I was entertained in this time slot as much as I was on when George was on last week. Take my advice. You're going to pretend to hand the show over to George right now and leave, and he's going to play that crazy word Indian music for a second, and then you'll come back. No, really leave and let George take over already. Bah! How do you like that? that that's got to be uh, Andrew. It must be. Because he's the only one that has said stop with so many of the emails. Right. Too I much. I still won't go too out much. with him. Too much. What? I said I still won't go out with him. He likes you. Well, at least somebody does. He peed on your leg. It was warm. He wants you to take over the show. In fact, you can have it right now. I got a couple of errands I got to run. I need to change my sock. Why? Because he peed on my leg. Oh. Well, save it. It might be your lucky sock. <laughs> I'll make a puppet out of it. Here's one from Juan, who's an occasional emailer, not a lunatic, doesn't want to be the centerpiece of the show, doesn't know the difference between sending a couple of emails and just sitting there over and over and back and forth and back and forth. That was you, Andrew, guaranteed. Loser. I asked Tom Jerka what once happened to Sandy Payton in this market, or any market, out of curiosity. 
He reacted as if I kicked his dog and stole his slice of pizza. Is there something I don't know? Did he have a bad thing or some sort of a thing with Miss Sugar Cookie? Jerka jicka, loud mouth jerk, it says. How do you like that? I don't know. He used to be on her show a lot. I know that. And you want to know why? Because he used to be on my show a lot as a guest. Right. She had a habit of doing that. She would steal my guests, Sandy. Like right in the middle of the show? Yeah, right in the middle of the show. They Get go, oh, i got to go do the Sandy Payton show. And it would just disappear like that. She was just pathetic. 610 WIOD, South Florida's Information and Sports Authority. And welcome back, everybody. Oh. I'm Sandy Payton, and we are delighted to have in the studio this morning the number one radio broadcaster in the country. Oh! How do you like that? Have a nice right. day. Oh. And then the thing she said to Ann Bishop that got everybody suspicious was... I would love to keep you all to myself. And I think she's still got the body. She's got her locked away in a vault somewhere. Maybe she's got Ann's body in the basement. Ooh. You think? Ought to be getting right Because that's, that's what Sandy once told Ranieri. And boy, he hated her like poison. I heard that story. Yeah. And he, he used to have to do those why? crossovers with her, you know, and... It puts the lotion in the basket. He despised her like poison. In fact, everybody in the building hated her except for uh, your friend Cheryl. Because they, they shared that jappiness factor together, you know? I see. Yeah. It's like another kind of fraternity, a sorority, yes. if you will. Oh, yeah. Let's see. A free spot from a plumber named Joe. I wonder where Joe the plumber had gone to. How the mighty have fallen, it says. Joe the plumber. You think there's a tie in there? I don't think so. This was a real guy with a real name. Oh, here we go. This is the same one that we had before. The same email exactly that we had before. This one from the fake Paul Castronova, but the same content about K. Raj and yada, 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 and uh, et cetera and so on. I told you it was the same person. What do you mean by that? Writing half of those things. Yeah, I think there are only like two or three people that write all the mm -hmm. emails. Maybe one of them is sick today. <laughs> well, they better step up. Pollution Elimination Corporation. I think I also got a, an email from them on uh, the MySpace. Where, uh, not an email, a uh, notification. They don't do emails anymore. They do notifications now. What is that supposed to mean? It's a different, they, uh, they just broke it down. Like, in other words, in your inbox just goes the things that people send you, like correspondence, and then if somebody wants to post a comment, for example... You get this a, is the same one we had before that goes on, but it's a sad commentary when a show uh, done part-time by a senior citizen in Canada beats anyone. It's the same old crap, only this is now from the fake Paul Castanova subject, Old Fruit. That's me. I'm your old fruit. Eat your heart out, Paulie. Oh, God. 610 WIOD, South Florida's Information and Sports Authority. And welcome back, everybody. That's Bobby I'm Sandy Alice Payton, and we are delighted to have you in the oh, studio this morning, John the number one radio broadcaster wow. in the country. You've seen him on Channel 7 News, first as a two-bit reporter, now as a two-bit anchor that wears more makeup than Tammy Faye Baker and Mary Kay combined. Rick Sanchez sings... the dulcet tones of the man who brought you Crime Check, Rick Sanchez. Rick.
Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez sings. Give me a home with a Don't miss Rick Sanchez in his pasty face tour over Hialeah. It's one show you won't want to miss steak for a good one. A one in a million. You. Rick Sanchez, he loves his audience. I accept you as a precious gift from God. Oh, God. 11.45 at 560 WQM. Your used to be great radio station. We used to kick ass here, baby. We used to have a signal that you could hear, like, even across the street. Really? Even, like, at the uh, place where, uh, what's her name, got the waxy wax at Brooke uh, Daniels. Remember she got it waxed across the street? Oh, yeah. Matt in Miami. Oh, yeah, I blocked him because he's annoying. And this email should bear it out. More advice. More advice. Oh, Matt in Miami is the one who loves the callers. Remember him? Right. Welcome back. I hope your vacation was great. Mine sure was. Well, good for you, Matt. I'm listening to your show, and I couldn't believe I heard you say you wouldn't be taking very many phone calls over the next five years. Maybe none, Matt. There are a few good callers, and the rest are worthless. You sound a bit aggravated today. It's all good. Don't sweat the small stuff. LOL. It's all good. Well, what does that mean, it's all good? It's all good, you know. It is what it is. I'm not the least bit aggravated. I don't know what the hell Matt's talking about. Do I sound aggravated to you? No, not to me. No. I don't sound aggravated to me either. You sound fagravated. Yeah. I am fagravated. Not too aggravated, Matt. Sorry, even even reading your stupid-ass email about the callers. Oh, there's a few good callers. Well, what, let us know what year they're going to call in. Send us a telegram and let us know when those people are going to call in. We'll make appointments for them. Here's one from the fake Jim Sarney. What I hear... There's one line in here I had to cross out, but it's pretty. Maybe I ought to email this to you. You want okay. to see it? Yeah, go ahead. Neil, you're wrong about one thing. Joe and his gang of know-nothings aren't trying to destroy your show. They're trying to destroy a radio station. Well, hell of a job, Jolly Joe. You're doing it. From what I hear from the people inside that building, they're doing things never seen in this industry before. And then there's a line in here I'm not going to read because they, they would go ballistic. Good luck. Off to my daily routine of online betting on horses and fiber shakes from the fake Jim Sarney. Thanks, fake, uh, fake Jim. Betting on horses and fiber shakes. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. It'll keep you regular, I'll tell you that. Rectum. Oh, yeah. Got to wear your depends. Wouldn't that be a great place? That would not be a good place to uh, get the squirts at the track. How about oh, they anywhere? Have a lot of, they have a lot of good public tea rooms there. You know, go change your underwear. I was going to say. Throw them away. I don't know what do the bathrooms nice, are like at the nice tracks there. Wipe, and leave your underwear there right next to the bowl for the next person to really enjoy. <laughs> I've done it. Yeah? Yeah. When you have one of those uh, ass accidents. An accident? That's correct. Well, here's Alice Rantel back again. Thanks, Neil. That did it for me. Yeah, the sound of Ron St. John's voice did it for Alice. He was sitting back envisioning Sean Cassidy and uh, getting off on the sound of Ron St. John's voice. Ooh. What? Nothing. What an image. Oh, here's more Bubba the Love Sponge crap. And if you're wondering why I'm reading this, even though I know that most people don't care about it, it's because that's all I'm getting, you know? 
One thing about the emails, what we get, that's what I read. 99% of it. It has to be really, really, or it has to be like pictures. Like one of the regulars sent me a picture, old picture of Johnny and Mac by the railroad track, or what's left of it. I see. Isn't that pretty interesting? Here, I'm going to hold it up. All you people can take a look at it Woo. while I'm printing out this next email. Look at that. Isn't that impressive? Oh, and I, and I didn't uh, send you that email from Jim Sarney. No rush. No, no, I think you want to see it. Oh, I already deleted it. It's in your Didn't trash. I? If you what? did. It's in your trash if you did. No, because I deleted the trash. I don't know why you do both of those things. Why not? Because I don't want to have a whole pile it of these piled it's up. Not, it's, it's not there. It's there, but it's not there. It's digital, man. It's not taking up any space. What are you talking about? The old emails. Just leave them in there. If that's anything marginally interesting, just don't delete leave it. Leave them in there? Leave them in there forever. You never know when you might want to refer back to some old email sometime. Why? You never know. Oh, okay. It's happened. It happens. I could fax you that thing. It's not that important. Don't worry about it. Because yeah. I crossed the line out, but you could still read it. Tell me all about we'll, it tomorrow. We'll discuss it before the show tomorrow that's morning. Right. Maybe something to look forward to. <laughs> There's one thing. It's something pretty provocative, I'll tell you that. Okay. Here's a long email from the Phantom Informer. Subject, internal clear channel memo from Chris Kampmeyer. Wow. Hi, all. As many of you already know, Bubba the Love Sponge is expected to bring a syndicated morning show to WHTQ beginning January 5. This represents a significant change in the makeup of the market and may, in time, impact a number of stations, including some of our ours. His history in the Orlando market is very thin. One, he did nights on XL many, many years ago. Two, he was on JRR for eight, nine months, five years ago. Three, he's been heard on Sirius the past few years. He'll be starting out with a tiny audience, and you have an important role to play in keeping it tiny. His standard ploy is to talk about other stations and personalities and sucker them into talking about him on their shows and websites. This is how he builds interest in an uh, awareness for his show, his number one priority early in the game. We will not be playing this game, and we will not be helping him by telling our listeners about his show. We will be waging war in a number of off-air ways, employing many of the tactics that helped J.R.R. demolish OROC. <clears throat> Please follow these guidelines precisely and at all times, and you're, if, unless you're directed differently. One, there is to be no mention of Bubba the Love Sponge and or any other changes at HTQ in any of your on-air content, live or produced. Two, same goes for your website and your personality pages. Three, do not respond to any press inquiries regarding Bubba Love Sponge and or changes at HTQ without permission and direction from your PD or me or Linda. I wonder if that's Linda Energy. Remember that song by Jan and Dean? Remember that? Yep. Could they sing or what? Could they bell out no. a tenth of an ounce of sound? Four, this email is private and confidential communication between your employer and you. I expect it to stay private. No radio info, no Scott Maxwell, no sharing with former employees who now work for the competition. This email is part of our war tactics and should be shared with no one outside your team. Five, do not be a sucker. Let me know if you have any questions and let's show Bubba and HTQ how good our stations are and waging war and satisfying our listeners, says Chris at Cheap Channel. How do you like that internal memo that nobody's supposed to have from the Phantom Informer, no less? See, it goes to show you, if you go through, it's like the calls. If you go through about 5,000 of them, you might get one that might be worthwhile. 
And obviously that's why Bubba started out in the market yesterday talking about everybody in this market and, you know, peeing on my legs. So thinking, thinking that would get me to talk about him. He can pee all he wants. I'm, I'm not impressed. Only reason I'm talking to him is because he and the fake Barry Jackass, probably the same person, are sending me these emails. Right? Right. And when, what do we care? Are we competing with Bubba the Love Sponge on this station? I hardly think no. so. I hardly think so. <clears throat> From 6 to 10 a.m. We're sports intensive, baby. We're where it's at. We got the balls, man. We got the balls and the pucks. We got the basketballs and the baseballs and the footballs and hockey pucks mm-hmm. and schmucks. So we don't give a crap about that part of it. But whatever you do, don't mention Bubba the Love Sponge. How do you like that? From uh, Chris Campmeyer. Internal clear channel memo. I think we just uh, had a big coup here. Coochie coup. Whatever happened to Christian uh, Ashton Coochie coup? Did he disappear? No, he's still running around. You Is see he? him every now and again, yeah. Maybe he'll be on deal or no deal. What a deal. That's a lot of money, honey. Take the money. Take the money, bitch. Boy, Mama was just, she was foaming at the mouth. Mama with a green dress. Yeah. Oh, you got to see that show. You have to see that episode before you die. I, I've never, I really never watched through a whole show of that before. No, I never watched a minute of it. Well, why not? Are uh, you like uh, anti-Semitic? You don't like Howie Mandel? I, I Are you don't anti-Semitic like, like Joe I don't Bell? watch a lot of game shows, especially those ones that, uh, those evening game shows that just plod, that just take forever, where they ask uh, one question an hour. Like, who wants to be a millionaire? By the way, now that Chris Baker got his gig back and he's back to full time and he's got his benefits and whatever else, uh, so he didn't Chris, get screwed Chris after Whalen. all. What I call him? Chris Baker. Baker. Chris Whalen, fat, fat Chris, whatever. You've seen one fat Chris, you've seen them all. Now that that took place, that means that I, I would like you to name me one non-Jew who's gotten the screw from this regime. I'm thinking. There was Eddie Kay, there was Hank, there was uh, Ken Malden, there was me. Allison. Allison. Name me one Goy. Oh, Miguel. Oh, yeah, but that was in the very beginning. That, that well, was for a different reason. That, that was because he, he was And, and, and they show. replaced him with the Jews, matter of fact. See, so there goes your theory. Yeah, but they replaced him with a Jew from uh, who, who was attached to Joe's ass. See there? Yeah. He likes Jew. Very much. You'll see. You'll see. Uh, Flea's... Flea's uh, Future is not spoken for yet. Well, he keeps consorting with us, that's for sure. Yeah, well, like I said, the fact that he even speaks to us, that's not good. Not a good omen in the Joe Bell songbook, trust me. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Goodbye, IOD. The memories are... All that's left of a station that once had fame And for AM that was quite a claim Cox and Paxton were insane To blow it all in When they build those condos and block that tower off You'll be lowered down into your grave Absolutely you were great at one time, but now you sound more like a signal drifting in the wind. Wah! And you'll never see.
in the morning, baby. Oh. All right. What more could you want? Oh, now, did you get the facts I just sent you? No. It didn't come through yet? No. Wait. Is it percolating? It had a jam. What? It had a jam. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? It says printing. Yeah, this is the email from the fake Jim Sarney that you need to Making see. Making noises. Read the sentence that where I crossed it out. Okay. Don't read it out loud, though. I think you'll get a chuckle out of it. Is it doing anything? Here it is in my hand. And? Wait. You see that sentence where it's crossed out? No. This is a different... Uh, oh, boy, I'm going to have a backlog of faxes now because of that paper jam. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is to Josh Cordes. Looks really personal. Well, I just got one from uh, Josh Cordes, the real one. Welcome back, Neil. It's a new year and a new month. Where's my check? <laughs> I hope that fat bastard Chris likes getting up at 3 a.m. for work while I'm just getting home from a night of drunken debauchery and cruising A1A. Hugs and kisses to Brandon, says Josh. It's him. It's the real one. No. Yeah, it is. No. Not. Well, who cares? Not me. So what did you just get for uh, the real Josh? I got spam. Oh, it's uh, some sort of a driver's license thing. We should probably read it on the air, all this private information. Wow. Why is that? Uh, just to be bastards. You mean somebody sent his driver's license information? I don't know. He's got some uh, thing going on here. I have no idea. Some insurance stuff. going on? It's insurance stuff. Well, well, Schmidt can that or put it over in a pile, okay? So when Set he it comes off to the side. Yeah, that's right. Set it off to the side. Get to the important one. Here we go. Think. You got it? Got it. Now you're reading that line that's crossed out <laughs> silently to yourself. <laughs> told you. What did I tell you? Mmm, smells good. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hope they don't yeah. burn it. <laughs> tell your fat ass buddy Jolly Joe that if if he when he gets you the new car, you'll turn that fax over to him. Yeah. I just threw it away. You did? Yeah. Why'd you do that? Okay, I'm going to frame it. Put it up on the frame wall. Frame it. Put it up on the wall on the front door downstairs. Put it on the elevator door so everybody can see it. 
George liked my suggestion, says Shirley, that when you retire, he would go to North Carolina to be a recluse with God, guns, dogs, and pot. That's right. I deeply heard it's not on the poll, says Shirley. Not. We're going to put that on there? I sure will. North Carolina, recluse with guns, dogs, and pot. I'm actually moving to the Yak to become a recluse. It's much to more the what? The Yak Mountain Range in northwestern Montana. Yak? Yeah. Way more reclusive. Really? Makes where Ted Kaczynski was living look like Chicago downtown. Let me just tell the audience right now, George is one of those guys, I've known him a long time, that one day he'll just go off, you know? One of these guys will get a shotgun. Yep. A whole bunch of ammunition stuff. It's funny, all my friends uh, who've known me for years also say the same thing. Oh, yeah. One of these days, he'll just he'll lose it. Because under that mild-mannered exterior... That's right. ...is a simmering, boiling pot of anger. Still waters run deep. That's correct. 739 on the uh, poll. Our goal is whatever we get. We don't do no more goals. Whatever we get, we get. That was all silly. That was all fat Chris. Here's one, an email that says, how ironic listening to that bit. What ended up happening was that the huge high-rises were built around the WQAM towers in downtown Miami instead, and now the QAM signal sucks. Meanwhile, WYD signal is stronger than ever. How ironic. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? It is. Oh. I thought maybe you were, like, rereading that email. <laughs> in my brain. Didn't that kind of, like, set you aback? It's cute. Uh, would it surprise you at all? No. Nothing in that joint would surprise me. In fact, that first part, the part that I read on the air about stuff going on in that building that's never been seen in the business before, I believe that. I have never, ever seen any management people try so desperately to fail. And I still think that maybe these people are on the payroll across the street or for some other company because they sure can't, they can't be serious. If you pardon that expression. No pun intended. Can they? Mm. Are they serially trying to promote this place and make this place succeed? Huh? Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. You want that car. That's right. And it's uh, lunchtime. Jolly Joe's in the car right now, cranking this thing up real, real loud. Oh, gee, I think Neil's going to rip me again. Ho, ho, ho. I love our deal, Neil. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Iggy Pop says, I was looking for an elegant coma. Somebody uh, turned me on to this article from CNN.com. He says he moved to Miami in search of peace and convenience. Oh, this is just great. It's an interview with him. Do you care about Iggy Pop? No, he's an neither, ass. Neither is anybody else, but it's just the interview being about Miami. Along with his band, The Stooges, Iggy Pop invented punk rock and his outrageous onstage antics have inspired countless wannabes. After years in excess, the godfather of punk moved to Miami in search of peace. CNN's travel show, My City, My Life, caught up with him to talk about music inspiration and life in his favorite city, Miami. CNN, what made you move to Miami? Iggy Pop, I was fed up after 25 years in huge, dark, media-centric cities. I decided to find a house and move here. I was looking for something in kind of an elegant coma... Elegant coma with a lot of peace and convenience. CNN, is Miami similar to you as a person? He says, Miami is nothing like me, and that's why I need to be here. It's the opposite. I'm practical, whereas this place is moody. I'm stolid in my, stolid in my interior, whereas this place has a certain flair. I'm materialistic in a sense that this place is fundamentally spiritual. There's a quicksilver quality about this place. <laughs> How would you describe Miami's personality? 
Iggy Pop says, Miami's a hell of a good town to eat a banana. You think that's enough of this? Yeah, I had enough before you started. No. He's an egotistical ass with a couple good songs. He did not invent punk rock. Mm-hmm. But hey, Iggy, how you doing out there? Yeah, it's uh, it's ponderous. But I thought it would kill some good time, but it would kill some oh, bad that, time. Oh, listen. If what? you thought we were in the time-killing business before, we're going to oh, torture we sure it. Now. We're going to slaughter it now. <laughs> Get your hogs out, baby. We're going to butcher some hogs. Not quite the way Bubba did on the air over in Tampa. Wasn't that his claim to fame, that they butchered a hog on the air? Something like that. He's butchering the uh, serious audience now is basically what they're saying. But talk about him a lot. Here's one bu -bu 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 -bu. from... Uh, oh, Aida. Remember Aida? Sure. Yeah, where the hell has Aida been? Aida Banana. Hi, Neil. How's it going? Hola, my spit compadre, George. Hope you had a great new year. Yo. You all. It was okay. It was Sorry boring. to hear you caught a cold when you came down here. It was probably the smoky German-fested machines at Hard Rock. Only thing I like about that place are the restaurants and the clubs. The machines don't play Schmidt. They don't pay. But for some reason, my boyfriend loves Wheel of Fortune, I wonder why, and likes to play the quarter schlots. Oh, no. Oh, no. They don't have a quarter Wheel of Fortune at Hard Rock, Aida. I had, at least not the real ones. They have those phony ones. I wonder where they got all those those hybrid machines, you know, those make-believe ones that are... Uh, I don't know, the hybrid machine store? No, seriously, I mean, you don't see those like in a real casino. I had the misfortune of watching that pathetic dolphin game on Sunday up close. Funny thing, at halftime, I went to get a refreshment, noticed a guy in front of me, after every item he ordered would yell, ho, 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 and turn to walk away. I noticed his genitals hanging out. Please, the big old blows, bring back the big bro, at least he had energy, coming at you like that. Thanks, Aida. Oh, yeah, he had energy. Coming at you. Uh-huh. He like said He blows. Oh, here's, see, here's Phil back again. I told you, he can't, he can't make up his mind whether he wants to be, like, a contribute something or just be a pain in the ass and bug me with his sports teams. My team's better than your team. All that stuff just leaves me limp, man. It doesn't impress me. It just it impresses me that whoever is saying it is an idiot, an overgrown child who belongs in a sandbox, Phil. My team's better than your team. Uh, I'm, I'm the one who told you that my team sucks. The Leafs blow. They suck. They stink. I told you that before the season started. I'll tell you that right now. But that doesn't make me less of a fan after 50 years. Ranges. Ranges. Okay, let's see this negatory one from Phil Ark, who, you know, it says, Prom is not a complaint or critique. No, just another shtuch. Tonight, the Panthers skate against your overrated franchise, the Maple Leafs. The Toronto media killed Brian McCabe mercilessly for a long time. And now that he's gone to the Panthers, he's excelling. I'm not a Panther fan, but follow the sport. I delight in seeing Toronto languish as a franchise. I see they're languishing as a franchise. That's why every game is sold out, and that's why they were rated the most valuable team in the NHL, them and the Rangers. Rangers. In fact, my favorite team is the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, it figures. Frog. <laughs> Obviously the greatest team in sport next to the Yankees. Wrong. So how do you explain McCabe playing good with the sorry-ass Panthers and not your Maple Leafs? He wasn't good enough for the Leafs, I guess. Overrated. Living on reputation. You know, he was mailing it in, Phil. You know what that's all about. Biggest names. The best mailing house. it in. Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Neil Rogers. 
1218 at 560 WQAM. Neil at Keep those emails pouring in. They're trickling. Are they? I think I think by tomorrow it'll be like back to normal. Okay. You think? Let's hope. I'm looking in that Outlook Express right now. Yeah. See what I got? Nothing? Right. 764 on your poll, though. About And let's see, did you add that one about moving into North Carolina? I, I moved to I... Montana and become a recluse. Three. There you go. Sorry, Shirley. He wants to move to Montana. I mean, if it's a fantasy anyway, with I might as well move there. Here's one from the fake Phil Henry who says, Who knew Sirius was going to pay Bubba to repeat his FM show? You think they would have paid us to do the same? I don't know. I'm not on FM. From the fake Phil Henry. You think they, No, they wouldn't have paid us a dime. Well, yeah. we know Neil uh, needs money, and we're fresh out. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We're fresh out. Hell of a job, by the way, Norma. And speaking of nudniks... Joe is back from a Pollution Elimination Corporation. Second plug, please, it says. Second try, and the answer is still no. no. It says, you already know when we say, your poop is our pleasure, we mean it. But did you know when you take a dump, we'll come pump? You know who this is from? No. Who? Petey Lenny. Oh. That last sentence, uh, that giveaway. Did you know when you take a dump, we'll come pump? Guaranteed from him. It sounds like uh, his humor. Yeah. No job is too big, no smell is too bad. So whether it's storm drains, pump stations, grease traps, or some guys pee on your leg like George, you can cl- we can clean it up. Call a so-and-so, ask for Joe, and I don't mean that idiot Joe the plumber. Nice try, Joe, and the answer is still a resounding uh, no. no. No chance. Norwegian doctor says Israel is intentionally targeting civilians. This is in the middle of my pile of 8,000... Mm-hmm. Israel stories? Yeah. This one by David Edwards and Stephen Webster. I think I'm going to spin some wax between one and two. Hot wax? Yeah. Well, no, because we're obviously not going to have, like, any uh, emails. I'll start and we're certainly some not going to take any calls. I'm, I'm not going to... The very first day, I know I've done it a million times, I'm not going to go back and... Uh, Oh, here's this uh, one. It says, can you please stop interrupting the show with all this nonsense? I tune in so I can hear those fascinating, riveting opinion pieces about Israel read by you, waiting all day for them, and now you won't even read them. Oh, this is with the slashes again. 
This is the same one with a phony phone number. They make me so excited, I can't wait for them. I have no doubt you'll get a 90 share if you read them. There are like, you're right, there are like three people that send all the emails. Right. Very sad. Well, he's going to be pleased because I'm going to read a couple now, or at least one. Promise. They're bombing one and a half million people in a cage, it says. Mads Gilbert, a Norwegian doctor working in Gaza, told Sky News on Monday that he believes Israel is deliberately attacking the Palestinian population, not just targeting Hamas, as Israeli authorities have said numerous times. Just a little bit more than an hour ago, the Israelis bombed the central food market in Gaza City, and we had a mass influx of about 50 injured and between 10 and 15 killed, said Gilbert, on the phone with Sky News. At the same time, they bombed an apartment house with children playing on the roof, and we had a lot of children also. This is really like from Donnie's Inferno. It's like hell here now, and it's been bombing all night. Up till now, close to 500 people have been killed, and the number of casualties is getting to two to two and a half thousand, with 50% of which are women and children. Are your hospitals reaching capacity? Asked the Sky News correspondent. Can you deal with these people? We've been doing surgery around the clock, Gilbert replied. I just talked to one of my colleagues in the ICU who hasn't been sleeping for three days, and the hospital is completely overcrowded, and we're running six, seven ORs, and there are injuries you just don't want to see in this world. Children coming in with their abdomens and legs cut off. We just had a child who left. We had to amputate both legs and the arms, and the only crime they've done has been civilians, Palestinians living in Gaza. The relief now is not for uh, is not more doctors and more drugs. The relief now is to stop the bombing immediately. This cannot go on. It's a disaster. You think Joe Bell had a part in it? It's a disaster. You've talked about the civilians, the women and the children, the men who aren't involved in this, but you also are getting casualties that are Hamas fighters. Asked the reporter. To be honest, we came on New Year's Eve in the morning. Answered Gilbert. I've seen one military person among the tens, I mean hundreds, and we've seen and treated. So anybody who tries to claim this is sort of a clean war against another army are lying. This is an all-out war against the civilian Palestinian population in Gaza, and we can prove that with the numbers, and you have to remember that the average age of the Gaza inhabitant is 17 years. It's a very young population. 80% are living below the poverty limit of the U.N. So this is a poor and very young people. They're able to escape absolutely to nowhere because they can't flee like other populations can in wartime because they're fenced in and they're in a cage. So they're bombing one and a half million people in a cage and young people and poor people. And, you know, you can't separate between the civilians and fighters in such a situation. I'm dying over here. Yeah. The Jews and the Arabs, baby. The Arabs and the Jews. Jimmy well, they shouldn't have attacked those people. Danny and Jimmy. Mm. They shouldn't have started throwing them stones. <clears throat> Jimmy and Danny. Danny and Jimmy. 766 on your world-famous poll about your future. And anybody who's working for this company, for Beasley, uh, <laughs> yeah, anybody thinking about a future, forget about it. The sports leader. Sure. Oh, God. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Step right up to the carnival of crime and feast your eyes on the traveling neocons. Test your throwing skills and dunk the pathetic mongoloid. Throw your shoes, throw a pie, throw monkey dung. Dunk the national idiot until he tells you everything he knows, which won't take long at all. 
So what if the guy threw a shoe at me? Here, my friends, we have Cheney the soothsayer, who can predict your fate with one glance into his tiny balls. <laughs> I can see your family. They uh, will die, if you will. <laughs> There's only so much time left to bid a doo-doo. Don't miss the traveling neocons. Hopefully appearing in a federal penitentiary soon. You fairy. 1229. Don't forget when Jeb Bush runs for the Senate. PNAC, Project for the New American Century. Oh, yeah. He's one of the movers and shakers. Mm -hmm. He's a neocon specialist. They just can't wait to get his ass back in there. No more Bush. Of course, the Democrats will put somebody, you know, some lame ass up against Oh, yeah. <coughs> some mugwump. Okay, we got a few emails here. Jimmy says, I made the mistake of tuning into Howard Stern this morning. When several callers complained about Bubba's show, Howard couldn't have cared less. When told that paying subscribers were now getting four days of nothing but Bubba's terrestrial show replay and only one day of live uncensored content, Howard suggested that Bubba's fans get over it and get a life. After nearly three decades of fighting censorship, Howard now fully endorses ripping off customers who thought they were getting better content. <coughs> I better go get some more cough drops in the other room. Okay. Okay, what? Well, well, I can't, we can't wait till the break, can it? Okay, I hope so. No, I better go get him now. Shake it up. <laughs> I'm serious. Now I gotta take cough drop. I thought you'd play more music. Oh. There you go. Remember okay, that, I got it in my mouth now. Remember that email I said, don't you? About what? Oh, I don't know. You're out of touch. Out of See, touch? That was oh, a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, touch this. That? Anyway, his replays of old shows from Terrestrial on Sirius were insulting enough. But now he seems to be just fine with giving subscribers free watered-down radio for 13 bucks a month. He even had the nerve to say, the stock is 12 cents, what do you want from us? And you're only paying 43 cents a day, get over it. At this rate, soon no one on Howard's channels will do a live show. They'll just put a box of cat turds in front of a microphone and occasionally play a few fart noises. Howard, please die in a fire, you thieving hack <laughs> bastard. Well, Jimmy's a little bit P.O. A little bit. <coughs> called the old bait and swish baby rick says rick in deerfield beach just heard a few minutes ago crying you weren't getting any emails here is one happy new year well happy new year to you rick see somebody nice nice guy not exciting or like take very much time but nevertheless if we had fifty thousand of those then it would you know kill all the time till two o'clock we're in the time killing business we're here to kill four hours in the middle of the day every day for the last hundred years and still doing it in spite of all the odds, man. Kevin says, seems to me the only thing different between the Israeli-Hamas uh, conflict, which leads to the uh, casualties, is that Israel rockets hit what they're aiming at most of the time. Yeah. I, so I guess, does that make it kosher? I guess so. That they got better aim, and they're not and just lobbing those uh, primitive rockets, rockets across the right. border? Uh huh. 
And tanks. And most of which land in the middle of the desert and don't hit anything. Let me say it again. It's stones against bombs. Not that I have any love for the Hamas or any of the militant uh, lunatics, but the fact of the matter is they're killing all these innocent people. Oh, well, don't, don't confuse the facts. Here's one that will give you a real laugh. All right. Subject, it's only theater. Hello, Uncle Neil. Oh, from Steve Kane, allegedly. You believe it? No. No. I'm planning to do it. Do, would you ever believe any email I got was real from anybody? No. <laughs> How about if I got it from you? No. You sent me one this morning. That was some pretty funny crap. It In was fact, fake. did Eric put that on our website? I don't know. Let me uh, check. So I got a, about a guy who's doing a, a, what is it, a religious talk show? Yeah, a cable access religious talk show. Right. And he's got a guy on the phone who's like swearing and blurting and calling um, him a fag, red yeah, shirt, fag, fag this and fag that. And he can't, he can't get rid of the guy. He can't, he can't get the guy off the phone. He keeps hitting the phone buttons and taking the phone apart, and he just can't get the guy off the air. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, hello, Uncle Neil. I'm planning to do a show on you. My producer and I have secured Gil, secured Gilbert, the Jamba guy, as well as many others for a roundtable discussion. Great. If you care to call in, or better yet, attend, I and Brian, I and Brian, will make all arrangements for you. I have also spoken to Mr. Kent regarding the show idea. Best of the new year. Yeah, you too, Mr. Invisible. Too bad it's not from the real Steve-O. It, it could be. But you say no. No. Well, that's a shame. Because that was my last email. Let me look at, oh no, not my last email. Here's a press, a press release from the Slavic Gospel Association celebrates 75 years of ministry. I bet you everybody wants to hear that. Oh, don't, don't, oh, this is a different Joe. I thought this was going to be Joe, the guy looking for the free spot again. Oh. Although, not Joe ought to stand Joe. by because, huh? Not another Joe. <clears throat> Nobody wants another Joe. 785 on the poll. Our goal is 800. When we get to 800, I'm bailing out. Got it? Got it. Boy, this was one nasty-ass cold I got down there. I'm, I'm so allergic to that. You place. got an ass cold? An ass cold? You said a nasty ass cold. I think so. You need thicker pants. Rectum. Joe, not the plumber, says, hi, Neil and George. A belated happy birthday, just kidding, but a belated happy new year. I'm glad to rack up another year listening to your show, and I thank you for playing the old bits last month, including my requests. At a time when humor appears to be lacking, it's good to know a place to go for some real laughs. <laughs> or some fake laughs. Or some canned laughs is always good, too, like, <laughs> like that one. <laughs> now, let, let me ask you this before I finish Joe's uh, email. Where, where did that come from? I mean, I know it's uh, the babbling brook, but where, where did we get that? <laughs> She uh, did that on her show, and I stole it. Oh, you stole it? One of our contributors, I should say, because you know how all of us producers in, uh, in that place, we were all kind of friends, and we would hang out and drink beers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, if somebody said or did something funny on uh, another radio show, they would uh, give it to me. They would say, oh, you got to have this, or I think Neil would get a kick out of that, or you guys should be playing this. Uh, well, we sure got a lot of mileage out of that, let me tell you that. Mm -hmm. With or without her waxy uh, buildup. <laughs> one, of, one of the great radio stories of all time is how P.D. Uh, Bolger ran into her 
at that lube place. She was getting her car lubed. At least I think it was her car. Across the street from us. Right. Right across on 441. And we hired her right there on the spot. Not a boy, Petey. I wonder whatever happened to Petey Bolger. The Dow's up 62, by the way, for that guy before was predicting the doom and gloom. I bet you one of our fake emailers would know. Know what? What happened to Petey Bolger. Oh, and what happened to a babbling brook? That, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, Joe goes on to say, while others are consumed in mediocre humor, such as Dave Barry, I reach for the AM, actually the computer, and tune into the old man and the Cuban. <laughs> by the way, anything by Crapko is fine with me. A big Mitch Lewis, oi to you. It's Joe, not the plumber. Oi! Thanks, Joe. Oi. Thanks, Joe. How did, they, uh, how did they know that's what we're going to change the name of the show to? What, crap? The uh, old guy and the Cuban. I like that. The fisherman and the, uh, what was it? The fisherman and the what? And the sea? The old fisherman and the sea. I don't know. Hemingway, a real drunk. <laughs> what, what was the big deal with him? He was just a I, drunk. I don't, I don't know, yeah. Drunken slob. Of course, I didn't read any of the books, so. I didn't either. If I did, maybe, maybe they I'd were know. great. They might have been. All you kids out there, people try to make you read a bunch of boring books like Shakespeare and crap like that. Just throw it in their face and say, this is a bunch of crap. You read it. Hey, I like Shakespeare. Why? He had a lot of dirty humor. Oh. I liked him, too, that Romeo and Juliet. See? What the, was his name? Leon? Le Leonard Whiting. Leonard Whiting. That was on again just the other day. Was it really? Was he still as pretty as he was before with him? She was. Tights on? Olivia Hussey. You know, I, I don't know how they kept the um, population going because it seems to me, I could be wrong, but and I obviously am wrong, but with all the layers of clothing they used to wear. Yeah, but they wore cod pieces, you know. There was nothing on the other side of that piece, you know. There was nothing on the other side of the cod piece? Well, just the cod. Sounds fishy to me. No question. And what about the uh, ladies? They oh, had layers and layers. Hey, listen, where there's a will, there's a way. I see. Even like the in, in the colonial days of the USA, and then how about back in the days when he had all the um, all all the British guys all all dressed up with their like uh, Knights of the Round Table, yeah, all the knights. They had like all that armor on and stuff like that. How the hell do you get all those layers well, of clothing just, on? They didn't wear that to bed, you know. Jesus, God Almighty. Maybe that explains why the Brits became what they are today. And you know what they are today? Can't say it on the air. This is Neil Rogers. Howard David's a bitch. Parody with Mike Olson and 306. How's everything going along this morning? Well, I'm glad to hear it. Here is Sean Cassidy. Whoa, now, Daddy. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Daddy. Sean, baby. Come on, baby. Don't do that to me, Sean, baby. Let's try this one. Well, Sean, baby. Sean died. Okay. <clears throat> we'll try this one. Here is Farner in Cold as Ice. Ah! Hot bang. Help. What's happening here? Okay, I'll try this one. Sean, you're done? Evans. Okay, uh, here's Kiss. Uh, K-R-K-E. There. No! Helens! Nobody likes me this morning. Oh, my! 
what's happening here. Okay, we'll try this one. This is KC and the Sunshine Band, ladies and gentlemen. And it's Get Down Tonight. Yeah, that. 61, K. Stop! Damn! What happened? Uh, none of these things work. Let's see here. Um, don't panic. Never panic in the radio business, folks. Uh, apparently, I can't play any music. All right, we'll forget those. We'll try one of these. This is Kansas. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, I wish I knew what was going on here. It'd be, uh, it'd, it'd help me out some a little bit. We're going we're gonna to try and play Kansas and Dust in the Wind at 308. This is Mike Olson at KRK. Ooh, I think that one played, yeah. Give it a little whistle. Haven't played that bit in a long time. I know, I like that It's one. not a bit. Right. It's for real. Where, where the hell did that ever come from? Uh, that I do not know. Wow. It was on a cart, I can tell you mm -hmm. that. It was on a cart just like one of the most famous calls... In the history of talk radio. You know what I'm talking about? No. Here's Oakland Park. Hello. Yes, is this Mr. Rogers? Speaking. Oh. Mr. Rogers. Uh, Reverend Jones here. and. Uh... <laughs> now, how many years ago was that? 100. 200. Not, not long enough. You know, and if only. If only what? If that's the only call they made. Oh, yeah. They would have been funny. We have the drop right. and everything would be fine, but no. Two things they could have done. They could have made that call, and yeah. they could have said, You're gay. And, and that would have been it. It would have been fine. Mm -hmm. Would have been great. Just like, I'm dying over here. He never uh, gave us any other calls, you know. Or like, um, do, 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 do. like that. For, forget about the calls. Pretend. I mean, when you're on, obviously you're going to take calls. That, that's your thing. Right. I'm not burning out on it yet. What? I'm not burnt out on it yet. <clears throat> I've been burnt out on it out on since Joe Bell came to town. This is the same guy who said, oh, the tape's on Friday, Neil, the tape's on Friday. Oh, and, and by the way, is that part of my deal? I don't, I don't work on Friday? No, that was going to be. Yeah. And then he wanted to play tapes, best of mm -hmm. tapes. And I said, no, George can do Fridays. It'll be just fine. No, I think they should have done tapes. Phil Latzman says, Bolger is a W-O-A-I. That's in San Antonio. Good place for him. P.D. Bolger, what a piece of turd. What a corporate ladder-climbing, ass-sucking piece of turd. P.D. Bolger. The assassin. Boy, how many lives did he ruin, huh? About 30, man. At least. Of course, Joe Bell is right on his heels. Destroying lives, destroying careers, destroying... Shows, radio stations, you name it. Is there any doubt about it? No. What? Sorry, I wasn't listening. No, that's right. You don't want that car. Let me know, by the way, the day that he tells you when that car is coming. That's right. Escalation, <clears throat> she said it. Dan in Longwood, uh, who evidently is writing a book. Dan, who's another one of these guys, usually when he writes, he gives me crap about, oh, my team this and your team and all, all that other crap. All you sports nerds, oh, there's the sirens coming to take Dan away. You hear them? Mm-hmm. They're coming to take Jolly Joe away. Oh, God, would I pray for that day, what I wouldn't give. Dan in Longwood says, and today he's uh, very serious, I guess. He's writing a book. 
I'm sure dealing with South Florida idiots every day has you wishing for retirement yesterday, but I was wondering, once you do retire, where will you live? Will you be in Toronto full-time? Are you going to be a seasonal traveler? I know you like going overseas, so I was just curious if you're going to get out of Toronto for the winters. South Florida probably isn't an option since it's one of the worst places in the country to live. Thanks so much and smooches, says Dan in Longwood. My team's better than your team. Now, usually he speaks. He's not Dan. He speaks. I see. But now he's just Dan he Spiegel. What? He speaks? No, he's, he's Spiegs. Ah. That's his handle, Spiegs. John in Lake Worth says, glad you're back. Happy New Year and all of that crap. I've heard you mention before that you don't have very many fill bits. I don't. And I don't want to have a... It's not the Phil Henry show. You've got a couple CDs right back here behind me. But... Do you? Yeah. I just found a copy of the Best of 94 CD he did for Center One. Some okay stuff on it. Great bit about how Steve Nichols is keeping you in line. About how Wayne uh, Heisinger and Jimmy's Johnson, etc. I also have his 4th of July 50 Best Bits on cassette. Want copies? Nah. If George wants to copy, have him email me. You know, he doesn't want him. I don't either. It's not nothing against Phil. It's just... Are you sure? You know, we don't uh, need his stuff to... Um... This time, if I send them, he needs to send them back. He never did send back my Bob and Tom CD. Just kidding, George. Let me know, John Lakeworth. Did you ever send it back, his Bob and Tom? No, I got it right here. Yeah. No, of course we're not going to send anything back. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, people loan you stuff and say, oh, but I need to have it back. If you need to have it back, don't give it to me. Don't let go of it. You can have it back, I think. Have what I can back? find it. Bob and Tom? Yeah. A lot of dirty stuff on there that we can't sure. play no more. I already more. ripped it. That they, they can't play no more. What? I said, how's it going, eh? 802 votes on the poll. Not too bad. Not spectacular, but not real bad. When Neil hangs up his microphone or um, himself for good, what will George do? Start his own show, 202. I'm sure Jolly Joe's sitting there with a pen and a paper right now getting ready to sign your ass up. That's right. Didn't he say when he signed your contract that, uh, you know, in two, three years they might have other plans for you? Yeah, big plans, like uh, walking the plank. No, Maybe seriously, did he say that? He said something like that. You are so evasive, man. Yeah. He said that'll give him a chance to evaluate my, uh, you know, abilities as a talk show host. He's going to evaluate you as a talk show. He, they, He's going the to company, evaluate anything on the air. The guy that put the Kenny and Blow morning show on the air. And uh, and what's his name? Jerks? What's his name? Jerks. Start his own show, 203. Get a real job, 172. Go home and wait for something to happen, 167. Become a full-time drug dealer, 69. A lot of money in that white powder. That's what I heard. Commit suicide, 47. Join the roller derby, 43. Become a panhandler, 27. Become a carny, 26. Like art. Arr. Become a male hooker, 24. Become a pimp, 16. And move to Montana, become a recluse, 9. Oh, I thought that was going to move up there. They don't know you well, huh? No, they don't. That was going to move up there like a rocket. Like if I won the lottery or something. Yeah. Let's see. Dear Neil God. Okay, let me let me print this out. It's short, but I, I you know... My blood sugar is really high. It's bad because I'm uh, eating all these cough drops with sugar. How come you're not eating the no sugar added? Because they make me crap my brains out. God, the last thing in the world I need is uh, like a, a watery uh, innards today. <clears throat> I got to go to the bank. I got to do take care of a little business. And, and I, all I need is like uh, poop running down my leg, you know? Might make for a good show. Yeah. 
No, I've had, we've already had enough of those. We've got that emailer, you know, that, um, you know, he likes your poop. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that guy, Joe. Joe the Poop Man. I would read his stuff again, but I'm pooped. Aww. Jeff says, love you, love your show. Dear Neil God, keep the Bubba updates coming. My daily listening pleasures include Howard in the morning, Neil God 10 to 2, and Bubba in the afternoon. My alarm clock goes off to Fat Paul. This morning he was talking about Chinaman. Coincidence, I think. Not Chinaman. So help me God, if he said that, you tub of crap, Castronova. Can you believe that? I believe it. Chinaman. You haven't, when you fart, it smells like somebody else's fart, Castronova. You jerk, you rip-off artist, you. Can you play I Hate This Place on loop for 30 minutes? Love you, love the show, my queen, Jeff. Now, what, what is that loop? I hate this place. What is that under? Bellevue, Bellevue Brian. Brian. Yeah. Oh, God, am I sharp or what? I hate this place. See? Nothing works here. The medications don't work. I've been here for seven years. Nothing works here. I hate this place. Nothing works here. The medications don't work. I've been here for seven years. I hate this place. Nothing works here. It's the one to two hour. Now at Central Park in New York City, the scariest, most adrenaline-pumping ride to hit the country in decades. It's the Wall Street Roller Coaster. Hang on to your seat. Hang on to your wallet. And get ready to lose your ass. Live on the roller coaster now is Rupert, age 58, seeing his retirement savings spin out of control on the Wall Street roller coaster. Here's 47-year-old Marjorie after investing her life savings in AIG, riding the Wall Street roller coaster. And here's an elderly couple, Morris and Pearl, watching their fixed income go topsy-turvy on the Wall Street roller coaster. Wall Street. Trusters. It's a ride that you'll remember for the rest of your life. What there is of it. It seems Britney Spears' legal team has finally had enough. Senator Hillary Clinton was truly emotional at a midday event in Dover. Police arrive at Britney's home, where they reportedly hear her giggling hysterically inside a locked bathroom. A possible breakthrough in the two-month-old writer's strike. Roger Clemens fires back the baseball great denies charges of using steroids and human growth hormone. Quarterback Tony Romo, who did not play very well against the Giants, is getting blasted in Dallas for spending last weekend in Cabo with girlfriend and bad luck charm Jessica Simpson. Britney Spears still isn't allowed to visit her children. Fighting for the Democratic lead, Obama and Clinton took the gloves off. New England Patriots are going to be 18-0 going into the Super Bowl. The Giants are going to the Super Bowl. Well, the Boston Globe is so confident the Patriots will win the Super Bowl. Their sports staff has already written a book about the team's perfect 19-0 season. The Giants have won the Super Bowl. It's day four for Britney Spears at UCLA Medical Center on involuntary psychiatric hold. Amy Winehouse, they've tried to make her go to rehab, and now she has. Hillary Clinton knows she has to turn the tide. 349 for a gallon of regular unleaded gas ties a record. New York Governor Elliot Spitzer 
apologizes after being linked to a major prostitution ring. Former Beatle Paul McCartney is paying big time to settle his divorce with Heather Mills. Senator Hillary Clinton is backing away from her story that she came under sniper fire during a trip to Bosnia as First Lady. Richie Sambora, the lead guitarist for Bon Jovi, is out of jail this morning after being arrested for drunk driving. We now know who the Democratic nominee is going to be, and no one's going to dispute it. Three tornadoes have left neighborhoods in southeast Virginia devastated. Miley Cyrus topless. If the Democratic nomination battle is supposedly over, somebody forgot to tell Hillary Clinton. All right, day two of the R. Kelly child pornography trial. Senator Edward Kennedy has been diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor. It was so hot, I saw Amy Winehouse smoking a cracksicle. But one week from today, Barack Obama hopes to have enough delegates to become the Democratic nominee. The unveiling of the iPhone 2.0. At least two dozen people have been hospitalized after eating contaminated raw tomatoes. As a result of his sudden and unexpected death, he's being mourned like a president or a pope. Tim Russert died on Friday, just 58 years old. AAA reports the average price of unleaded regular is now 4 7 He taught us what we can't say on television and where we should put all the stuff we have. Comic icon George Carlin has passed away. You're not the only one getting hit by high gas prices. Many prostitution houses are also hurting. Some media reports have suggested A-Rod may be romantically linked with singer Madonna. 330 active wildfires in California. Thousands of homes are threatened, although not nearly as many homes are threatened by countrywide mortgage. AAA says the national average for unlettered regular is about 4.11 a gallon. Anheuser-Busch has agreed to a 52 billion dollar takeover. Mortgage giants Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are getting help from the Treasury Department, a bailout, and canine cuisine will be off limits at some restaurants during next month's Olympic Games in Beijing. General Motors is in trouble. Brett Favre says he doesn't feel welcome in Green Bay. And Angelina Jolie news and the baby twins while well, they finally left the hospital in Nice, France over the weekend. Senator John McCain is jumping all over Obama. Former presidential hopeful John Edwards is now responding to a tabloid report that he had an affair. Edwards says this is simply not true. You're not allowed to streak in Beijing for the Olympics. Federal investigators want to know what Mary-Kate Ashland knows about the death of her friend Heath Ledger. One of the most important qualities in the next president of the United States is to be very, very very old. The woman John Edwards says he had an affair with is refusing to have a paternity test on her young child. Swimming phenom Michael Phelps' quest for perfection. I'm a hockey mom from Alaska. David Duchovny has voluntarily checked himself into a rehab facility for sex addiction. You can actually see Russia from land here in Alaska. Don LaFontaine, who was arguably the best voiceover guy ever, has passed away. Tom Brady got hit right on the knee. Yeah, you, you can put... Uh, Lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. United Airlines is doubling its fee to check a second bag on domestic flights. Clay Aiken makes the most unsurprising announcements in years. Yup, I'm gay. McCain doesn't think the current bailout proposal will pass. We're a couple of mavericks. Gosh darn it. Obama has his first clear lead over John McCain. Paul Newman's legacy will live on for years. The Dow dropped almost 780 points. The Rays move on to the World Series to take on the Philadelphia Phillies. Sarah Palin going rogue. Governor Sarah Palin is still defending herself over the $150,000 wardrobe the Republican National Committee bought her. And CNN can now project that Barack Obama, 47 years old, will become the president-elect of the United States. We know the challenges that tomorrow will bring.
are the greatest of our lifetime. Leaders from the big three automakers were back on Capitol Hill today working to secure a massive bailout. New York Giants star receiver Plaxico Burris is being charged with a crime after shooting himself in the leg. The deadly face-off in Mumbai, India continues to unfold. Las Vegas judge Jackie Glass rejected Simpson's apology and sentenced him up to 33 years in prison. Nationwide average for a gallon of regular unleaded is now $1.72. Oprah Winfrey opens about her recent weight gain. Michael Jackson's famous glittering glove is going on the auction block. The House has passed the big three auto bailout bill. The economy is so bad, it's on ad today for the new Trump trailer park. That's how bad. times did you play that last week uh none you didn't play it once 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 oh i know you better than that that you wouldn't have played well, there it. were a couple of other long bits that i were there you know played also like, like uh, a couple of medleys like uh they were they were crap of course but you know just one time plays each one that was a medley of bits and one that was a medley of hits and one was a medley of schmitz yeah well i'll be damned good thing i didn't listen me either I didn't listen to any radio when I was down there last week because, uh, you know, Bill, there isn't one from any. what? Because there isn't any. Can't complain about the radio in this market, especially the FM. Uh, boy, I'm, I'm really, this cough is coming back bad. <laughs> Not good. Lordy. What? Nothing. That sounded uh, gross. Did it? A little bit. Mm, how's that sound? Better. Bill from Tampa says, Happy New Year to you and George. Wanted to tell you I'm from Tampa, but travel to South Florida quite a bit. I love to gamble high stakes. I'm, I'm choked up. I can't talk. <coughs> wow. Well, wait. That damn phlegm. What do you think? That it's phlegm? <coughs> Want me to spin some wax? Yeah. I know we already heard this, but what I had. What is it? Out of touch. What is it? Out of touch. It's got a nice long. Yeah, you're out of touch. (coughs) Play the music and I'll cough over it. Nobody does a cough up like I do. I'm doing the cough drops and it's making it worse. We'll play all the uh, Hall of Notes bits. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I don't know. Bad luck? Because it's sugar? No. Sugar makes you flummy, maybe? Does it? Does me. Another Bubba update. <coughs> wow. This is going to take a while. You ever get a coughing fit? All the time. Do you? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, here's a poll suggestion. One food I refuse to eat. 
done it a million times. Phlegm. What? Phlegm. Refuse to eat phlegm? Sometimes you can't help it, though. <coughs> God. Where did this come from? Your lungs. You're right. I'm getting choked up. It's over this one to two hour. <coughs> anyway, Bill from Tampa. What? I think you need to boil your head. Sounds like a plan. In water. In salt water. Let me go nuke it. There until it pops. Uh, Bill says, I love the gamble high stakes, and Mikasuki is the place. <coughs> See, I got through a sentence. Hey, one sentence. When you play 25 or 55 bucks per spin, you can either win a lot or lose your ass, and I've done both. I went to the Hard Rock on one trip, and while the hotel is fantastic, the slots and $6 beers blow. Mikasuki sucks for service, but it's a place to make a few bucks quick. Have a great year. Bill from Tampa. Thanks, Bill. I think I'm getting my voice back. You think so? Okay, good. I got some Let me music blow ready. It. Let me blow it. My just nose. in case. What? Nothing, just some nice instrumental music. <laughs> oh. This is a call from Hellman. <clears throat> it's from South Florida. Thanks a lot for getting me sick. Here's an update for the emailer Jeff, says Jimmy. <clears throat> I flipped over to Howard's replay, and the listeners are calling and emailing to complain about Bubba. I should put that cough drop down. Put it down. There you go. God. Every complaint is being mocked, and he's even telling people to cancel their subscription if they don't like it. I can't believe the effing nerve of Howard and his staff, who are vehemently defending this bullshit. They're actually mocking and laughing at their own customers, calling them whiners and complainers. Oh, well, we can relate to that. You're very whiny. This from a guy who complains about the air conditioning in his limousine. Someone tried pointing out that Howard himself left terrestrial radio to be censor-free, and here he is trying to sell censored radio. <coughs> if Howard wants to replay, to play repeat so bad, let's hear the replay of his shows where he tore apart Opie and Anthony <coughs> for going back to terrestrial and airing their censored replays on XM. He called them phonies, con artists, and said they were ripping off their listeners. Maybe he's right, though. After all, if I had a few hundred million dollars, I wouldn't give a schmidt about anyone or anything either. Mark me down on the poll for suicide. This world is hopelessly inhabited with drooling retards, says Jimmy. Calm down, Jimmy. Just a radio show, okay? God. Getting wow. all whipped up about Bubba the Love Sponge and about... Uh, maybe that's the last uh, nail in the coffin for Sirius, you think? Could be. Could be. I mean, when your stock is tumbling down to 12, 13 cents a share, when people are bailing out, when nobody's got any money for stupid uh, paying for radio, and that's the really good thing is to stick it to people. First they did the bait and switch by moving all the channels around. Now they're putting censored AM, uh, FM, terrestrial radio on, on uh, satellite. Crazy, man. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. The Wee Wee. Absolutely. Yes. It's been brought to my attention that uh, your ratings are dying now. Uh-huh. Well, I don't want to show you what a big asset I was to you and how. You thought you could find somebody good enough to fill my baggy pants? It ain't easy. <laughs> there ain't no chance I'll ever be coming back. <laughs> Outside of considering a lucrative contract. Hmm? If you want to know what'll save you from shutting that transmitter to down, why, that's easy. <laughs> sure.
It's Buckley's, so sorry. Shake well. <coughs> Buckley's cough and cold. Okay, I'm shaking it. I'm opening it. I got a teaspoon, okay? Okay. Take two teaspoons. Uh, just drink it right out of the bottle there. Be oh, man. yeah. If you ever tasted this, you'd die. Mm. Oh, God, is that gross. Oh, one more. Oh, I can't do it. Gotta. You can do it. Do it. Oh! Oh! <coughs> oh, God. It tastes like somebody died and they put him in the bottle. Now, how do I sound? Better? I do. Well, you're not coughing, are you? No. See? I'm not coughing. I'm crying. Oh. I'm crying from the taste of that Buckley's. Oh, my God. <coughs> Didn't he just die not that long ago, William F. Buckley? I think they stuck him yeah. in that bottle. It's as sour and nasty as he was, every bit. Speaking of sauerkraut, German tycoon Adolf Merkel commits suicide. I mean, well, you know, what's a few billion dollars down the toilet, right? Right. German billionaire Adolf Merkel, assisted by, assailed by financial turmoil and struggling to salvage his business empire, has killed himself, his family said today. The desperate situation of his companies caused by the financial crisis, the uncertainties of his last few weeks, and his powerlessness to act have broke passionate family entrepreneur, and he took his own life. They've broken him down into a sour old crowd. <clears throat> At least I'm not coughing. You're right. Prosecutors in the southern German town of Ulm near Merkel's home said the 74-year-old died when a train struck him late on Monday. There was nobody else involved. He jumped in front of a big old train. I see uh, that's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Would you want to do that? Uh, no, not just yet. No, I'm, I'm just saying, if you wanted to kill yourself, would you do it by jumping in front of a train? No, I like the tall building thing myself. You do? Well, what if you get halfway down and change your mind? Well, then you're screwed, aren't you? 
Oh, I don't think so. This wasn't. This was a little premature evaluation. Ooh, I munged on this news story too. Oh no, it's from the uh, bottle. Oh, okay. What color it's is from it? The bottle from the Buckley's bottle, you know. Under the cap, there's like that little. Ooh, I don't know what that stuff is. Mung. Merkel. Merkel was ranked as the world's 94. It's it's like snot now. I thought it was stuff from the bottle, but it's not. Oh, it's like a big. Wa oh, get off my finger. Do you ever have one of those that sticks to your finger oh, yeah. and you keep trying to flick it away? You know, flick it. Ah, flick it. Sometimes it Merkel comes back. Merkel was ranked as the world's 94 richest person in 2008, according to Forbes magazine, and his family controls a number of German companies, including cement maker Heidelberg Cement and generic drug company Radi Radio Farm. But its empire was rocked last year by wrong way uh, something made on shares in carmaker Volkswagen. <clears throat> Banking sources have told Reuters the family lost hundreds of millions of euros on investments with losses of about 400 million euros on Volkswagen shares alone, 539 million bucks. It has been in talks for weeks with banks to renegotiate loans. Shares in Heidelberg Cement were off 5% at 31.70 euros at 10.47 this morning, having dropped to 29.16 euros earlier in the session. He's dead. Adolf Merkel dead. Anybody know who that was? No. Nope. No, no idea. Don't know, don't care. All I know is I'm not coughing. Maybe if I drank wow. a little soda now, that would like uh, help. Uh, hey, I'm well, just kind of like smooth things out, you know. All right, smooth it over. Like when you go to Joe Bell this afternoon and th uh, smooth things over. Here's one that says, "Why the hell would you go around telling people that Red Lobster is good?" Based on your recommendation, I went there with my sister-in-law. It was terrible. Well, I hate to break the news to you, but the ones here may be different from the ones there. Okay? A lot of people have said that to me. You're always raving about the clam chowder. Well, I have news for you, pal. It was inedible. I had the shrimp trio. The fried shrimp was okay. Scampi was all butter, and the grilled shrimp was raw. I hate you, Neil. You know nothing about food. Why did you do us all a favor and jump off the balcony of yours, you fat Jew faggot? Sincerely, screw you, fatso. Well, screw you. Up yours. The Red Lobster here is pretty damn good. <clears throat> and the ones there, from what I hear, are not so good. Too bad. See what I mean? They, they mm -hmm. care enough to send the very worst. Full of hate. I'm sitting here choking and gagging and puking. Right. Only Eddie had the decency to say, hey, uh, here, try this and uh, feel better, you know? I like that. Only kick Eddie. you when you're down. Now, they'll, they'll kick you when you're down, when you're up, when you're sideways. They don't give a crap. The nastiness of South Florida. Oh, you just make that up, Neil. Yeah, yeah, I don't make it up. I sit here and I read it day after day. Oh, there's a thing from the supernatural. The riveting. The critically acclaimed. Boy, if those aren't two of the hottest brothers in the history of the human race. Supernatural. Sunday to Wednesday at noon. I scream. I bet you don't get that on your cable, do you, Scream TV? No, you tease me all the time. I got a much better cable than you got, but that's the way it goes. Yep. And also a much better Red Lobster, obviously. Ah, screw you, you fat old bastard. Why would you go around telling him? Because the one here is great. It's not good. It's great. And they got this dessert. I forget what it's called. <clears throat> that chocolate cake with ice cream and hot fudge and whatever it is. The chocolate wave would just set you free, I'm telling you right now. So next time you come up. Be right there. Go over to... um. Red Blobster. I, I really think I made a miraculous comeback with that Buckley's. But I, I don't think you, most of you could get by the taste. Really? 
I think it's a Canadian product anyway. Do you ever hear of it? Nope. Let me look on the label and it says, oh, you don't want to drink this crap. <clears throat> Maybe it's British. The Buckley's Company. And then it says something. Oh, I see. In French. That's in French. Bastards. Everything here has got to be in English and in French. Don't they tell us where they make this? If I, if I was uh, them, I wouldn't tell anybody either. They'd come and get my ass. Sucrose-free, alcohol-free, and enough to just tear your guts out. Alcohol-free? Yeah. I don't want it then. But you can smoke it. Oh, Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. I'm a lollipop, little boy. I shaved my balls for my girl, Holly. So she'll lick them like a lolly. Maybe next time I'll just wax them. As they grow back, I'll have to scratch them. Christmas. Well, I'm glad it's over. Oh, thank God that's over. I call it stressmas. It's over. We're free. Glad the holiday season is dead. It's about time. Yeah. Had a couple days off work, but it wasn't no club man. Big deal. And now there's an aching inside my head. Which made his head twice its normal size. Cause still got lights up on your home. Oh, crap. I forgot. I'm a lazy jerk. Okay. I think I'm going to leave like uh, two minutes early. Okay. Because uh, I'm illing. You be illing? Well, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm saying like before the last... Uh... <laughs> you know, we'll play the last break and then you'll play the last right. whatever it's going to be. You think they can handle that for like a minute and a half, two minutes? Probably. I don't mean the audience, I mean uh, management. Yeah. Oh, gee, now he's bailing out early. Well, you know what? Half price, half show. I think 10 to noon sounds good. Maybe 11 to 1. <laughs> uh, don't have to get up so early if I do 11 to 1. You could do 10 to 11 and 1 to 2. Every other hour? Uh, what do you think? Sure, let's do it. Elisa waiting for snow in cold gray New York. Well, guess what? It's uh, sunny here, but it's going to snow like hell tonight, they said. And I bet you can. If Castronova is really saying, what is he saying now? Chinese man, Chinese Somebody needs to just beat the snot out of him. Which, believe you me, there'd be a. You think uh, Josh Friedman would be a mess? Can you imagine old Pauly? Elisa says, "I agree with you about Buckley's cough medicine. It's widely available in Canada. Hard to find in the USA. I had to go to a Walmart pharmacy in Florida. I know Walmart sucks, and ask the pharmacist behind the counter for it." It was not on the shelves, and a Jamaican lady had recommended it to me. I'd never heard of it. I can't find it back here where I live now in New York. I think it tastes like tree sap or battery acid. Not sure which, but boy, does it work. Yeah, it does. See how I'm talking now? Yep. Not choking and coughing. And... I mean, still got a little mucus, you know. 
If there was a God, there'd be no phlegm. Anyway, I have a great year in review for you. It's worth a look-see. If the link doesn't work, go to YouTube and type in Uncle Jay Explains It. Date of the video. Well, okay. Thanks, Elisa. I don't do uh, links. I don't do YouTubes. I don't do links. I don't have time for that crap. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That one now, did we, did Eric tell you whether we put that one yep. on our website or not? He did. It's up there. It's up there? You want to get a good chuckle, let me, I guarantee you, you'll laugh your ass off at this. I'm going to the home page. I'm looking to see where he stuck it. Uh, sock and awe. If you want to kill some time, throw in the shoes at Bush. Sock and awe. There's the cartoons. There's the lovely Brady Quinn. There's a whole bunch of, I don't see it. Do you see it? No. I don't see it, Eric. Ah, jeez. <clears throat> well, nobody's perfect, even Eric. Maybe he lied to you. He'd never. Mark in West Palm Beach says, just checking in from West Palm, I work during the day and usually listen to you on the radio in my truck. I happen to be by my computer and wanted to say I started listening to your show about six years ago. I still look forward to you, uh, to your sarcasm, bits and drop-ins. It's right under the George's... pole, man. What? It's right under the pole. It's under the pole? Right above Sakanon. Oh, let me look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get a link. You got to click the link, and then uh, he can. Oh, it's it's beautiful. You will laugh your asses off. Religious nut too. That's the best part. And the guy's going faggot, faggot, and all this other good stuff. <laughs> A few other f's. George's offbeat shenanigans and religious rants really make my day. Anyway, keep up the good work and hack one up for me, says Mark. <laughs> there you go, Mark. It's a saber. Brandon says they sell that crap here, meaning Buckley's, and I've taken it before. Nearly made me puke, but it does work. It is the worst tasting, foulest crap. In history, God, is it awful. Buckley's. Oh. All right. What? I'll write it down. Someday you'll need it. You'll, you'll never find it there. Go to Walmart. guy like you can afford to shop at Walmart. I don't go to Walmart. I know. You hate Walmart, and so do I. Yeah. With a passion. Like poison. Even worse than you hate Kraft macaroni and cheese. Just Kraft in general. I don't, I don't know anybody who don't like Kraft macaroni and cheese. I don't like Kraft products, period. I know that, but I'm just like, saying. There are so many make, other brands of macaroni and cheese, and every one of them is better. Get out of here. You're, Home you're, made you're just doing that to accidental the macaroni people. and cheese is better. What is? Accidental macaroni and cheese. Occidental? I didn't know yeah. that Chinese money ate macaroni. The who? Chinese money. off Castronova, would you? He is. He, he's shameless. That's the thing about him. He's just shameless. Blatantly, right out there in front of the whole world, just rips off everybody else. And then, like, uh, you know, like it's supposed to be funny, I guess. See, people who have funny lines or funny uh, material or, or whatever, uh, it can be funny when they do it. But when somebody else rips it off, it, it ceases to be funny. Well, you know, when we're uh, buried over here on the IAM dial like we are, who's going to know? It kind of sounds like uh, LeBastard and his obsession with... Roy! But that, I mean, what's the big deal with that? Who, who even cares about that anymore? See, if he really does this funny, offbeat show that everybody talks about, LeBastard, what, what is it that's so funny? Roy! I, I just don't get it. I, I mean, I've never heard it. Well, maybe then you'd get it. You think? I don't know. No emails in the uh, view there. Well, that's bad. 855 votes on the poll, though. Boy, if you'd have really pushed it, we could have got 900. On the sixth of January. Mm -hmm. But we're not we're not pushing the poll anymore. 
That's probably our problem. <laughs> I mean, we could. Why? No, seriously, that, that was, uh, you know, that became Chris's rule. He was the pool man. That's what Clarence said. Maybe that's how we got that 5 to 6 gig with uh, Jesse Agler. Don't forget, get up real early and listen to QM Early Edition with Jesse Agler, 5 to 6 a.m. before Joe Rose. Jesse's a good guy. I'm sure he's doing a fine hour in there. Of course, nobody's awake yet. And, and, and Chris Whalen is the producer as an extra bonus incentive for you to get your ass up real early out of bed. Wouldn't that do it for you when you get up like 4.30 in the morning to get ready to listen to Jesse and Chris? Talking sports, you bet. Now, does Chris get to interact with Jesse, or is he just uh, I don't know what I know. Well, do a little investigative recording, will you please? He what? Maybe Chris will call in. Maybe Chris will uh, send you a text message. Lick it and stick it. Scotty Chapin, Mike, Laura, Scott, Schwartz, Herman, and McBean. Gail Bright, Coleman, Chandler, Sandy Deal, April Wurzel, Glenn Wild, Steve Stenzel, don't forget Bill Wise. Sharon Mahoney, Johnny Dolan, Aileen Epstein, Namus Goble, and Hummel, Stan, Major, Dorothy McIntyre. The prize, Jerry, Larry, Pottle, Connie, Thorpe, Sharon, Francis, Joan, Hans, Sister, Squeezel, and the pair of par. We can't forget the people. Though we try to hide them and forget we knew them, they used to work beside us. Even though there's times they made us lose our minds. Henry Barrow, Rick, Alfred, Tim, Dean, Gary, Bruce, Jeff, Clark, Johnny Dark, and Joseph Gacky. Hank Goldberg, Mac Green, Marvin, Roman, Laura, Reed, Stephanie, Lewis, Gwen, Edwards, don't forget in between. These aren't all the people. Are still here working and Neil still burping. We are all just people who are out there giving just to make a living. I would like to exterminate rabbits. What's up, Doc? And we're out there giving just to make a living. We are
guess it was a delayed reaction. For years, I've told them, take your radio, flush it down the toilet, shove it, yeah. stick it, and now they finally do. Is it time? Oh, uh, what? Is it time? It's time. All right. By the way, 152, I'm leaving. 153, okay. whatever that time is. Right. I'm just telling you right now so you don't, we don't come back uh, from I'm that on last top. break. Don't worry. Oh, what happened to the old man? Maybe he's got a, a choking, uh, hacking a cough. Joe is back for the third time. He says third plug's a charm. No, it's not, Joe. The answer is still uh, no. no. But I'll read it. Are you tired of taking crap from others? Is your boss giving you enough crap to last a lifetime? Maybe your wife is giving you so much crap you have to put boots on to walk around. Then call and give us all the crap you want. We'll take crap from anyone, even if you're a corrupt governor from a Midwestern state. As bad as the economy is today, and America is going in the toilet, it smells. if it smells like crap to you, it smells like money to us. Mention Neil or any other old queen and get your 10% no-crap discount, says Joe. Nice try, Joe. You can send, send 50,000 emails, and we're still not giving free plugs on this show, Joe. Are we? Nope. <clears throat> now, here's one. Rocky from Miami. Talk about convoluted. I, I think it's because of you. You know, you were on all last week. Must be it. This drug crowd. Man, just unbelievable. Hi, Neil and George. Love the show. Just started listening a few months ago because of my friend, the pimp, Tom Lampman. When the F are you going to move on from the G.D. Brady Quinn thing already? Jesus F. and Christ, man. I'm not. Well, what, what does that mean? When am I going to move on from it? I don't know. <clears throat> I like him, okay? He's pretty. I have to say most Red Lobsters do suck except the cheesy biscuits and the desserts. The biscuits suck. They're as dry as a 10-year-old halava. They're as dry as 20-year-old matzah. That's how dry they are. And the desserts are great. You're right. And the Red Lobster here is uh, excellent. Keep up the good work and go heat. Oh. All right. Oh. Go heat, says Rocky from my... See what I mean about a convoluted uh, email? Yep. She-mail? Michael says, I'm originally from South Florida. I now live in Las Vegas. And our Red Lobsters are awesome. Been listening to you for many, many years. Love you and George. Hope you get rid of the cough soon, Michael. Buckley's got rid of my cough. A miracle. God. And boy, what you have to... I, I guess you have to, you know, pay a wicked price to get rid of that cough and all the money. I reckon. Because taking, taking one teaspoon of that is just wicked enough. And then, and then knowing you're going to have to take another teaspoon? Oh, my God. It's enough to make you gag. But I stopped gagging. Good job. Oh, there's Tony Blair. Smuggling issue, that is the... the oh, talk about a constipated Brit. He, he's like the poster child for the constipated Brits. The way they speak, you know, like they haven't had a BM mm -hmm. in 20 years. That Israel feels that feels. it is, they it is feel. achieved something, namely the end. He talks like the guys in the Clockwork Orange, you know? Coincidence? Fuel. 864 votes, boy. We could have done 900 easy with Chris here today. You're screwing us on our poll, Joe Bell. There's a special place in hell for a guy named Joe Bell. And he sends me an email like, Happy New Year, and I love our deal. And what makes you think I want you to go away? And you're like, Screw you, Joe. You're a killer. You make Pete Bolger seem like the, uh, the good Samaritan. 865 on the pole. When Neil hangs up his microphone or croaks or whatever, what will George do? Start his own show, 215. Get a real job, 185. Go home and wait for something to happen, 176. That's what I think is a good idea. Go home and sit around and wait for the phone to ring. I'll start now. 
Watch some TV. Sit close to the phone, though, because it's going to ring. Okay. Become a full-time drug dealer, 75. There's some good money in that crap. Wasn't that Santino said that? There's good money in that white powder? That's what he said. A lot of money Commits, in the white powder. Yeah. Commit suicide, 50. Join the roller derby, 47. Become a panhandler, 30. First, they'll have to buy you a pan. Become a carny, 28. Become a male hooker, 27. I really doubt that. I don't think George would be getting a lot of business. No. I'll be very lonely. Very Move to Montana and become a recluse. Now, do you say yeah. recluse or recluse? I switch it up. I like to keep people yeah. guessing. Yeah, mix and match. Jimmy and Danny, Danny and mm -hmm. Jimmy. Arabs and Jews, Jews and Arabs. The 16 say you're going to move to Montana and become a pimp, 16. George wouldn't mind becoming a pimp if he was, you know, which I'm sure that most pimps get in plenty of their own action, right? I, I assume. I, I Maybe get a good, a good discount. I'll ask around. Yeah. Well, listen, it's it's all yours, and it's been a real treat. And maybe I'll come in tomorrow, and uh, who knows? All right. Biggest name. How nice call. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Pot's not good. It's great. Folks, I'm just buying. Way down in Jamaica in the Caribbean, they got the best herb that you ever seen. Thank you.